We're good. We're good. Being good is good.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, human beings of Earth, Internet, it is. Um, yes. You're trying to do an intro. I think you're muted. Only in Discord. Only in Discord I was muted. <laughs> I was not muted on OBS. <laughs> I like, his lips are moving. <laughs> no, I was uh, good everywhere else. Um, well, it's time we <laughs> are back after three long months. We're back. Has it only been three? I thought uh, about three. <clears throat> Very beginning of April. April, May, June, July, August. Jesus. Almost four. It's been longer than that. Almost four. I mean, the, the last the last show we did was the um uh weekend to MLB uh Ooh, so yeah. <laughs> so literally like early April. Yeah, even longer than three. It's we've we took a big break. Um, well, we got a lot to get to today, so I'm not going to have a long intro. We're back for season five. It's better than ever. It's going to be a great fucking time. Football is back, which is why we're back. So with that being said, let's get into stupid people saying stupid things. Yes, yes. Do you want to lead in uh, with this one? Um, sure. Why not? Mine's very brief. Uh, This is mine. So literally the only stupid people saying stupid things. I don't even remember what this post was uh, was was about, to be honest. But you know, scrolling through the comments, uh, what day was this? Twenty seventh of August. So it's been a, a little bit now, and I'm just going to read you all of the uh, the the comments here that uh, that I screenshotted on again this post that I don't even remember what it was about. <clears throat> so let's see here. Mommy Millie says, "Nah, he tweaking." Divya448. Nah, he tweaking. Christian Hamilton. Nah, he tweaking. Chris Urania. Nah, he tweaking. <coughs> Tyler Brown. Nah, he tweaking. Masim Zero. <coughs> nah, he tweaking. Macrick. Nah, he tweaking. Thank God that only lasted a few days. Was that the dumbest trend ever? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It's, um, I'm so glad it's gone. Whoever came up with that trend, they are a loser. Oh yeah, you know. Um, um it's it, it it was Lil Nas X, and it wasn't even intentional. <laughs> Something to do with like. He had beef with Tony Hawk because Tony Hawk made these skateboard decks like and painted them with paint that had his own blood in it. And I guess Lil Nas X did something very similar with the shoe, but he was criticized for it or something. So he literally created this own beef with Tony Hawk. And um, that was a response to Tony Hawk was, nah, he tweaking. And everybody took off with it. Had like hundreds of thousands of likes on Instagram or Twitter or wherever it started. And it just, it was everywhere. And it was so dumb. By the way, in the intro, uh, Haas00312, thank you for the follow. 
new name. Following <sighs> in the intro, man. What a legend. I um don't have... Oh, by the way, Jordan is still live from Ford Field. One more week, and they might have to kick him out. Yeah, well, maybe maybe I just renewed my uh, my cardboard cutout uh, season ticket series. See me at uh, see me at Ford Field over there. I respect it. Not really. Not really, he says. Never had one to begin with. <laughs> okay, so mine. I actually have two very brief ones. I'm gonna start with the brief. I forgot about the second one from last night. Hey, so, by the way, really, really quick, did we share anything on Discord? No. Nope. I'm gonna take the silence as a no. Okay, well you're doing that. I'm gonna share it on Discord. I'm gonna share it on Discord. It's been four months, everybody. It's been a long time. Um, we will start with my first one. Uh, this one came from last night after Hunter Dickinson tweeted, "Okay, I'm gonna say it. We're beating Ohio State this year." An individual who is a Illinois basketball fan, which I did not know those existed until about November of last year. Because they didn't before then. They're not gonna know. They're not going to exist once Illinois basketball falls back into obscurity. In about November of this year. <laughs> yep. Um, this individual, his Twitter handle is Doctor Hoodie Mad Dog. Just tweeted the score oh. of a of the Illinois Michigan basketball game from March second of twenty twenty one. Illinois did win that game seventy six to fifty three. Illinois then lost to Loyola a lot to a little in the second round of the NCAA tournament. I'm not going to say anything because Ohio State lost to Oral Bob. <laughs> the but legend of Oral Bob. We're, yeah, we're not going to go anywhere there. But Dr. Hoodie Mad Dog? Loser. He is a loser. Now... <laughs> Moving on to my second and final stupid person saying stupid thing. Comes from a man on Facebook. I will not share his name as that is the policy with most coming from Facebook. This was a CBS Sports post about Bishop Sycamore. For those of you who have not heard about Bishop Sycamore, you will in this show at some point today. Because they are... Loser. Zuh. <laughs> There's no S on the end of that one. So, um, this individual said, "Ha ha ha! This is just another embarrassment to Ohio football. An SEC school beating Ohio, beating Ohio school." Right. IMG Academy is a high school that does yes happen to be uh, from my hometown of Bradenton, Florida. Yeah, they're not from the SEC. They're not from the SEC, though, because they are a high school. It's funny how that works. Huh. This individual, uh, who, again, he will not... We're just going to call him, um... Colin, because that's whose face I'm looking at right now. <laughs> is a... Loser. Um... How much... How much did you miss that button? Oh, I missed it so much. I love it. I <laughs> love it. Man, oh man. <clears throat> all right. Is that all you have for stupid yes. people saying stupid I'm things? I'm sure next week, uh, after week one of college football, we will have a lot more uh, stupid people saying stupid things because of all the hot takes. 
But for yeah. this week, that's all we got. Let's move on to the news. Or as we're going to call it, the news and some other stuff that happened during the break. It's not much of it is recent news. Uh, no. Um, do you want to take this first one? Oh, man. I, this, is, this is so strange to me. Because who would have ever thought that either of these two things that we're going to talk about here would have happened? Um, I, I completely out of left field. And it all happened so fast once it actually started moving. Lionel Messi leaving Barcelona and going to Paris Saint-Germain. Of all places. Of all places. Man, you know, I was hoping, you know, long outside chance uh, that he would go to Chelsea, even though that was never going to happen. Um, and I can't remember if that was before or after we got Lukaku. So uh, once, once Lukaku showed up, it was kind of like, okay, all right, we're fine. But it, it wow. I'm like out of nowhere, and that's only the first crazy thing that happened. Would you like to talk about the other one since it involves you a little bit more than it involves I me? will take these next two because they, well, oh, yes. Yes, one they is a source of pride for me being from Florida. The other um, just brings a smile to my face, kind of. Right. Just a little. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, the second best player in the world behind the aforementioned Lionel Messi, has been transferred, or was transferred, by Juventus after, uh, what, two seasons? Yeah, it wasn't very long. Uh, two seasons. Ronaldo got transferred to Manchester United, where he started out his career. He is back home in England. And, well, this, uh, unexpected. Yeah, I mean, literally, like, I, I, I was, even when I was making the graphic for today and just putting up Messi in a PSG shirt and Ronaldo in a Manchester United shirt, I was like, this is, this is weird. It was weird enough when... Ronaldo left uh, uh, Real. Yeah, when, yeah, and he went to friggin' Juventus of all places. And it's just, now that they're both in just weird places, I guess Ronaldo's a little less weird and actually pretty cool. But, like, just the fact that they both aren't at, like, the two best players in the entire world aren't in the same, uh, with the same team as they were at the start of this year is just wild. Just and it, it, it happened in, like, a month's time. Yeah. All to tail end of August. All to tail yeah. end of August. And the next piece, one that is, uh, brings some, brings a bit more happiness to my heart. The Tampa Bay Lightning won the 2021 Stanley Cup cha- or Stanley Cup and are still defending champions. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, we got robbed of a great series of them playing uh, Vegas. The Tampa Bay Lightning beat of all teams the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, I didn't watch much of the Cup Finals because I really, for one, I just had a feeling that Tampa Bay was going to make quick work of them. When they did two, four to one, four uh, one and two. Who really wanted to see outside of Habs fans? Who wanted to see the Montreal Canadiens in the Stanley Cup final? The answer is nobody. They shouldn't have been there. They had a great playoff run, but they should. They were not a finals team. We not got a finals caliber team. So the what, what? What was it? The Winnipeg Jets and the Montreal Canadiens, the most 
unwatchable ser playoff series of all time. Yeah, that <laughs> unless, may have been it. Unless you're a fan of those two teams. Right. I would be. I was more excited for Winnipeg to be in that. Like, yeah. nobody likes the Habs, man. I am um, Habs fans. The hockey bastards. The highlight of the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs was the uh, Vegas Colorado series, mm. which Vegas won, and then in the Western Conference Finals, uh, Montreal beat Vegas, robbing us of yeah. what very well, which not very well, very well could have been, very much would have been a series to go down in history. I think if it was Tampa and Vegas. Now, um, I don't remember who you picked when we did our NHL preview. Um, Not Tampa. Very tail end of last year. I remember that I picked the Colorado Avalanche to be the Stanley Cup champions, and uh, yeah, that didn't go didn't go so well. I believe I picked the Boston Bruins of all teams, a team that I despise. It was either you or Jeff that picked Boston. Yeah. Um, and well, the, whoever picked Boston, they were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were all wrong. I don't yeah. think anybody picked Tampa. Yeah, I, no, I know I didn't. Um, I'm fairly certain I had the, the Toronto Maple Leafs of the Cup Finals. Oops. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff's like, what? What, what, do what are mean? you doing? We're not making it out of the first round. <laughs> and they didn't. No. Well, I mean, he's a, he's a Leafs fan. He knows. <laughs> you want to take this next one that literally only six people in the world care about? Oh, man. You know, so I actually was really excited to see the NBA Finals since we're just kind of recapping what's been going on while we were uh, off of uh, off of Twitch here. Um, off air. I, I was very excited <laughs> to see an NBA Finals that wasn't exactly who we expected. Like, it wasn't Lakers versus Nets like everyone talked about all year long with the Phoenix Suns of all teams, and they lose... Uh, what, in six games, I believe, to the Milwaukee so. Bucks. Giannis Attentacumpo is an NBA champion, MVP already. Oh, boy. Good for him. That's all I got. But as for everything else, blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Yeah, I, I wish I liked it more. I would have loved it if uh, Chris Paul would have got a ring. And yeah. The Phoenix Suns would have won the championship. But Giannis is like, it's still young. Like there's not a, there's not that whole story. It's great for him and everything, but I mean this might be the Bucks' only chance. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. The Nets are uh, the Nets are probably getting pretty good, even though they made a bizarre trade today. Can we talk about that for a second? Did you uh, see that? I did not. So go ahead, take this, take this away. <laughs> so the only reason that it's strange is because it involves the Detroit Pistons. So oh jeez. Um, the Nets traded DeAndre Jordan to the Pistons. Uh, along with four second-round picks and, I think, cash. Cash considerations, they're bad. Uh, loser. For, loser. <clears throat> loser. Fucking, I don't know. Sekou Dumboya and somebody else. And then the entire plan, it was just the Pistons just acquiring draft picks because immediately they bought out DeAndre Jordan. And he is now expected to sign with the Lakers. So they literally just they just bought draft four picks. second round picks. This is the wildest thing. It's very similar to what we did with Trevor Ariza. Like we we acquired Trevor Ariza last year, and he never oh. played a game for us. Oh so my! 
very strange. Um, that Lakers team just continues to get older and older now. <laughs> but uh, I, like I, I got the notification that says, "Oh, Nets trade DeAndre Jordan." I'm like, "Oh, I guess uh, that's cool, I guess." And then I saw it later. Pistons are expected to buy out DeAndre Jordan. I'm like, "Wait, we traded for DeAndre Jordan?" <laughs> of everybody What's going on here. Of everybody. Yeah, and there's people that are hating on it, but it's just like, I mean, it's not like we were going to sign anybody with the mo- that, that money anyway. So there's literally nothing of, uh, to worry about, about just right. buying draft picks, essentially. I was like, I'm okay with it. Even though they're seconds, I wish one was a first, but eh, I don't think the Nets have any first draft picks. Um, I will take this next one. Uh, yes. Sh- Shohei Otani um, is making me eat my own words. I believe a couple. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. A few years ago, I said he would not be good at baseball. Uh, Shohei no. Otani is very good at this game, more commonly known as baseball. He I may not be Mike said, Trout. I don't know if you said that he wasn't going to be good, but you, everyone, when he first got over here, was like, "Oh, he's, he's Babe Ruth. He's he's the, like the greatest thing we've seen since Babe Ruth." And you were like, "Well, there's no way." And then, then he's doing what he's doing in 2021. Yeah. He even stole home a couple nights ago. I mean, this guy. I mean, he's if good. He win, if he, you know, I'm not usually in favor of like uh, the MVP of a league being on a team that's just ass. But how do you not just give it to Shohei Otani? Like, I think he's still leading the league at home runs. I believe he's got so. An incredible ERA. Like the dude's the dude's incredible. He's he's just good. He's good. That, that's all. He <laughs> wasn't he MVP of the All Star game if I remember correctly. No, that was Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Oh, okay. But, yeah, because Otani was only around for what, like an inning. Yeah. No, actually. He, he played pitched. He pitched for an inning. He stayed in the game a little bit longer. Yeah, but, you're right. Uh, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. I don't think he uh, homered, but Vladdy Jr. did. Um, you go ahead and take this next one because it's room, room, turn left. Yeah, you're not, you're not the biggest NASCAR guy, but I figured I'd throw this in here just since you know it's, we bring it up on the show every now and then. So the NASCAR playoff field finally set. I think fourteen of the sixteen drivers that got in, or no, I missed something like thirteen. Uh won a race to make it into the playoffs. Uh, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, and Tyler Reddick made it in without winning. But Kyle Larson beats out Denny Hamlin to become your regular season champion. Yay! Wait, that's a thing? That's a thing? Yes. So NASCAR now has two point systems. They have the playoff points and the normal points. So the normal points are what is uh, determined to be the regular season champion and everything. Uh, but that's meaningless when it comes to determining, determining your actual champion. They actually give, they, they gave Kyle Larson a trophy <clears throat> for being the regular season champion. And this thing is so unbelievably massive. It's almost the same size as the actual trophy. <laughs> it's just the most ridiculous looking thing. Uh, but Kyle Larson with uh, an incredible summer. Uh, won five races um, so far this season, uh, the most, uh, I think, by far. I think Martin Truex Jr. has three. There's a whole slew of people that have one. 
and um, he he had a great summer. I think he won like three races in a row at one point. Um, Denny Hamlin was leading the regular season points up until like almost the very end of the regular season, whatever that is. Um, and uh, even though Denny didn't win a race, he was just always up there, always consistent. But uh, Kyle Larson takes home the most meaningless trophy in all of NASCAR. As if the as if the regular trophy at the end of the season wasn't already like half meaningless because the playoff system's garbage. Right. I will take um, at least this next one because. Oh my god! What? A, yeah. oh, how the dumb. the F one race dumb. this past week at the Belgian. It was the Belgian Grand Prix at Spa Francorchamps. Um, it happened behind a safety car for two laps. Now, 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 it was three. Oh, it was three? Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. It happened behind a safety car for three laps. And then the race was called. The race was called. Red red flagged for hours. Like three hours. And then called because of rain. They gave, ended up giving half points to the podium. No fastest lap because uh, Nikita Mazepin had fastest lap. <laughs> behind the safety right. car. You know what? I, I don't blame him. I don't know how he, how he acquired the fastest lap, but if you're like the last place car, like literally like drop back or come down the pit lane or something and give yourself a little bit of space. And then just take a flyer and just see if they would have counted it. If you're in last anyway, what's the point? <laughs> just to screw somebody else up even. Fuck it. Oh, my God. Oh, the Kingdom Maze Finn got, fa- got fastest lap, so nobody got the fastest lap point. Um, that, that'll be the only time in his career that he gets the fastest lap. Most likely. And it didn't even count. It's probably going to be the only time in Haas's history of ever that they'll get a fastest lap. Oh, God. They're the new Williams. Yeah, yeah. Zero points. Zero points on the entire year. And also, one positive thing, if there is any, to come out of Spa and the, the disaster that was the Belgian Grand Prix is uh, George Russell got a podium. He finished second. He finished second. He started because he started second. He did qualify second um, at Spa. I was just about to get to the podium because they had a full podium ceremony, uh, full of post-race interviews and everything. God. Your uh, podium after three laps, all behind a safety car, were Max Verstappen, who started first, George Russell, who started second, and Lewis Hamilton, start, who started third. Danny Ricardo started fourth, finished fourth, obviously, because again, there's no passing under a safety car. Oh, <laughs> and man. Sebastian. Depends on, depends on where you're at. Yeah. And Play Sebastian any, Vettel. Any of the F1 games and see how that goes. Great. Sebastian Vettel finished fifth, or well, got placed fifth there. <laughs> Started, finished, existed. Existed in fifth. in fifth. Um. So yeah, that was Spa, which it's disappointing because Spa is usually one of the, my favorite races on the F1 calendar, yeah. and it was. Uh, it just is the latest disaster for F1. I mean, and the FIA. Obviously, Obviously, us being Americans, we remember uh, 
the uh, United States Grand Prix at Indianapolis where like four cars took the uh, green flag because of some tire controversy. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um do you want to take bad times. Yeah, do you want to take the last one or you want me to? Um I th- we can both chime in on it, but I'll bring it up here and that is we're sticking with F1. And that is, uh, I believe, the 21-time race winner, uh, F1 world champion, Kimi Raikkonen, going to retire at the end of this 2021 season. Um, I mean, legend of legend of the sport, for sure. We're de- definitely going to miss uh, him being around and I some love- of the funny, funny sound bites he's produced over the yeah, years. Yeah, just the funny things in general. The Iceman is uh, retiring after this year. Um, I guess, I mean, when he got dropped down to Alfa Romeo, the the writing was on the wall that he wasn't going to be around much longer. Yeah. But... Kind of. I'm sure there there was probably, you know, some people thinking he was going to retire before he even did that. Because, you know, why, why even do that? Why, why move down to a team that you're not going to have a chance of winning? But I think Kimmy just likes racing. Like, he's so saying, he, he races, races all over the things. He races a couple truck races in NASCAR. Yeah. Like, dude's done everything. And uh, I do also want to mention the last race that Raikkonen won was, um, I believe, the last U.S. Grand Prix. Yeah. Was in yep. Which was in 2019. Yeah, it was that. And um, also that, uh, that really good chance he had at... Uh, Winning at Monza for Ferrari, that was yeah. really cool as well. But yeah, final final F one victory appears <clears throat> to be um, the United States Grand Prix from a couple of years ago. Yep, and that does it for the news for today. We can get into the. Uh... I could have. I could have easily put some of the F one fans that I saw like defending the FIA. This last weekend, and stupid people saying stupid things. No, but I forgot about them. I mean, there's I could have too, were... but there was no way to like. Yeah, oh, yes, but well, well, they gotta they gotta move to the next town. They can't postpone the race till Monday. Uh, NASCAR does it all the time, and they only have a three hour travel to go. <laughs> like Sanford's not that far away. No. Alrighty. Let's move on to the college football pre college football preview because college football is finally back. It was officially back last week, but it is finally and back. Now it's really back. It's like actual week one. Oops, that's the button I didn't want to hit. Okay, um, you want to lead us off? We we are not going to do uh, in in just the desire to not be here for the next. Uh, 17 hours we're not going to do a full top 25 preview like we were thinking but so we're just going to stick with the big 10 but we will we'll do the big 10 and then we will do a uh, way too early college football playoff uh, prediction predicting the four teams we'll see in there so yeah we'll start off with the big 10 and i've decided to start off with nebraska (laughs) oh nebraska who's already 0-1 they are. They lost to uh, Illinois, I do believe. Um, Nebraska has been a dumpster fire uh, Since under Scott Frost's tenure. I mean, they were a dumpster I mean, fire even, before then. Even Yeah, even before then with Bo Pelini was still there. I mean, they were a disaster, but now they're really a disaster. 
Um, but that being said, if they can run the ball, which is a, a very, very interesting <laughs> proposition, uh, it's definitely not a, not a guarantee. But if they can, and if Adrian Martinez can actually be the superstar that he was recruited in to be, be Scott Frost's guy, then they'll be okay. <clears throat> but it's not looking too promising through one week, losing to Illinois, who we're going to get to next. Um, um, all I'm going to say on Nebraska is it's the Nebraska corn, man. Yep. Uh, over, and under? And oh. Um... Will they be the worst team in the Big Ten? <sighs> I'm gonna say no. No. So when, when we get to them, I will we'll get to them. But I don't think that it's going to be Nebraska. They're not gonna be good. They're definitely no. not gonna be good. If you're out here losing to Illinois in week one. I don't think Nebraska's gonna be bowl be... eligible. No. No, which is the over under. It's at six wins. Do you think they get six wins? No, under. Cle- clearly, you just said no. I am. I am also taking the under on Nebraska. Um, I don't know what their non-conference looks like. They might be able to win those three. I don't see them winning another Big Ten game unless somebody implodes. They, uh, I believe, have like Furman or some fucking random ass school to Fordham. Oh God! <laughs> they have Fordham tomorrow. Uh, good bounce back game. Nebraska is a 43 and a half point favorite. <laughs> what must it take? How bad is Fordham? I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I put that one in the picks or not. I don't believe I did. I, I, I don't know. We'll find out in a little bit. Um, so do you have anything else to touch on Nebraska? Um, they're going to be bad, but they're not going to be the worst. That's it. <laughs> okay. I will. S- Moving on through the Big Ten West, we now have the other dumpster fire of the Big Ten West, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Lovey Smith and his glorious, fantastic beard is gone. And now they have fucking Brett Bielema. The disappointment to end all disappointments of big ten in the big ten uh maybe like a one one year two years at wisconsin where they were okay yeah he's uh, brett bielema he got fired on the field when he was at arkansas literally was in the middle of coaching the game and they just fired him i mean can you blame them no no it's probably gonna happen. It's probably gonna happen in Illinois. Bringing in Brett Bielema to one of the worst schools in the SEC when he was at a middle of the pack school in the Big Ten and couldn't do anything. I don't know why they thought bringing him into Arkansas was gonna be. Well, this is gonna be a helpful. Idea. I mean, it's Arkansas. They don't make good decisions. Um, former Michigan quarterback, if I remember correctly, Brandon Peters. Yes, uh, somehow still has eligibility. Has yes, still. <laughs> I feel like I feel like he should have been out of here. Like he transferred from Michigan two years ago or something like that, uh, and, then, and then he's been at Indiana or Illinois rather for like two years. I feel like he's he's been here forever. Um, has receivers, but according to the notes that I have here, it's quite possible those receivers are ass. Yeah, they're not great. So they, they have uh, 
They have one returning starter at receiver and a walk on. What's and a former walk on. So Ooh. you know. So it is quite possible then, Brandon Peters would rather throw two traffic cones than yeah. the receivers on his teams. And, and we're not tar- talking about Jardale cones. No, not Jardale cones. We're talking orange cones. Brandon Peters would rather throw to a orange safety cone. I mean, have you seen some of the safety cones in NASCAR? They're pretty talented. Yeah, that is true. Got some great moves. That is true. So, um, Illinois, how are they going to do this here? The so, over-under on wins is three and a half, um, by the way, meaning they only need three more to, yeah. to hit the over. <laughs> but continue. I'm going to say over simply because it's a three and a half. It was a four or, or four and a half. I don't know. <laughs> or over four. But if you're going to give me the three and a half, I'm going to say Illinois gets four wins. I am looking at Illinois' schedule. Um, they play UTSA tomorrow. They're only a five-point favorite against UTSA, so that's. But I think they're going to win that game. So that right there is two wins. I'm going to take the over at four. Uh huh. Because three and a half is. I don't is, think they're going to get much more than four. But. No, because then they have to play Charlotte, and mid in beginning of October. Could be three. And then, well, they have to play Rutgers. Could very well be four right there. Yeah. And then they don't win a game the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, worst team in the Big Ten, yes or no? Nope. It's not okay. Illinois. <clears throat> okay. You want to take Purdue? Because oh, sure. You take Purdue because the team after Purdue, I have some things. <laughs> yes, ah, Purdue. My grandpa's alma mater. Uh, number one passing offense in the conference, uh, conference last year. Yes. Um, Hard to believe, but yes. I know. Yeah, it's wild. It just goes to show you how crap the Big Ten was last year. Um, but yeah, very good in the passing game. The problem is, and I get that they didn't play like a full schedule last year. They ran the ball 150 times. <clears throat> That's not a lot, no matter how many games you play. And Good lord. <laughs> if they can't get any sort of running back production, then that passing offense is just gonna it, it ain't gonna be as efficient as it was last year. So I don't know. If they can get uh, a little bit of a run game going, um I don't think the defense is all that spectacular. I didn't even mention them in the notes, but uh I I can't see them uh being all that well defensively. But the offense could very well be good enough to score some points, keep them in most games, um, if they can get a running game going. Um, the over-under on wins for them for the season is five. Thoughts on five. First off, I'm going to say with their passing, they don't have Rondale Moore anymore, I believe. I don't believe they do, no. So I think that's going to hurt them. I'm looking at their schedule right now. Five. Um... They play Oregon State tomorrow. Rip. I don't think they're going to beat Oregon State, even though they're favored. Yeah. I don't think it's by a bit. It's not a big favorite, I don't think. Uh, touchdown favorite. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. More than I thought. They play UConn. I think that could be a win. Illinois, I think, will be a win. 
Um, other than that, not looking good, eh? Like Nebraska, they'll beat Nebraska, so there's two. <laughs> We're still a ways away. Maybe Michigan State. I don't know. I would say they beat, beat MSU. Maybe Northwestern. I don't know. Right. So I'm gonna take the under, and probably I would say if. Yeah, I'm going to have to take the under here. I'm going to have to say four. I'm going to take the under as well. Um, and that's just, and, I, and I'm, this is one that I <clears throat> might have to eat my words on a little bit. Um, but I'm okay with that. <clears throat> I just don't know about them. So I'm going to go with the under uh, five wins when you're looking at, you know, we're, we're, you just ran through the schedule and we're looking at three, maybe four. Yeah. Um, and, and unless they get lucky somewhere down the road and get five. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. Minnesota. So gonna, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the under on the, on on the five wins for Purdue. Uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Well, um, I'm going to keep... Th- I am going to give a slight recap of their game yesterday against Ohio State. Um, the boat got sank. Well, I don't know if it got sank. It, it, got, it got beat up pretty good. Um, I think I think she might weather the storm a little bit. With Mo Ibram out, um, which we will talk yeah, about in a second, a this Oof. very well could be even worse. Um, Tanner Morgan was uh, the fourth most efficient quarterback in 2019. Uh, and was that in the country or just in the Big Ten? That was in the country. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, he was ahead of guys like Justin Fields. Yep. Um, He regressed last year and then yesterday against Ohio State was abysmal until about six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, through yeah, that's, that's soft zone. <laughs> through, through three and a half quarters, Tanner Morgan was five for 17. Um, we haven't said this in a little bit. Is that bad? It's not good. <laughs> through three and a half quarters, five for 17 for... 40 yards, I think. With He did have one touchdown. But 5 for 17 for 40 yards. He ended, I believe, um, 14 for 25 with 205. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of that was in, like, the final six minutes. It was in the final six minutes post-Mo Ibram injury. Um... The Golden Gophers returned 11 starters on defense, and they weren't great last night defensively. They were good in the first half. They were, yeah. as the story went last year against for teams who played against Ohio State, they were good in the first half. Then, it's like team. <laughs> Historically, yeah. against Ohio State. They'll let you hang around for a half sometimes, and, and then the second half rolls around. Then you, you lose by 14. Yeah, or, or more. Yeah, <laughs> then you lose by 14 or more. Ohio State did not quite cover the spread because the spread was 14 and a half. But, oh. yeah. Or no, um, yeah, for Ohio, Ohio State did win by 14. Um, here is where the issue and my biggest thing in lies. Mo Ibram, Mohammed Ibram, um, Ibrahim played... Three full quarters. 
He did. Well, not, not quite three full quarters. He got hurt on the second-to-last play of the third quarter. Um, From what, and I don't know if they've actually announced what it is, if it has been announced what has happened. Um, no, I just know that he did leave the, the field after uh, the trip to the medical tent with the walking boot on. So. There are, I've seen some rumors saying it was a Achilles, and a torn or ruptured Achilles. Eek. Which, yeah, that's, that's, if that's, that's the case, though. that's that's it. That's it for the season. Um, after Mo Ibrahim left the game last night, Minnesota was mostly dead in the water. Yeah, watching that game and um, uh, hoping for the upset, as most Michigan fans would. Um, as soon as he, as soon as he got hurt, it's like, oh man. It ain't happening today. I mean, Minnesota was kind of dead in the water after the um, fumble fumble return for a touchdown by Ohio State's defense. Yeah, I don't think that third quarter could have gone much worse for Minnesota. Uh, I mean, I guess Ohio State could have scored more points than they did. (laughs) (laughs) That, yes, like they did to Clemson last year. Um... About the only way it could have gotten worse, worse for Minnesota is if Tanner Morgan also got hurt. Oh God! Which he did end up taking some shots towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they couldn't run the ball. Yeah, a, a lot of players took some shots at the end of the game from on Minnesota's point. All on um. So now the over under for Minnesota on wins is seven. I'm looking at this. They're going to beat Miami of Ohio, even if they don't have Mo Ibrahim next yeah. week. <laughs> Colorado in two weeks? Uh, Colorado plays tough, so that's... that's they'll beat Bowling Green. So I'm there's sure to God hope so. There's two. They will beat Minnesota, they'll beat Nebraska, they'll probably beat Northwest, or Minnesota, or Maryland. Okay. If they have... They will probably beat... Northwestern, they will beat Illinois. Guaranteed beat Illinois. So right there, that puts that's a push at seven. As for Iowa, Indiana, Wisconsin. Uh, so I'm gonna go off. I just closed the thing. I didn't want to close. I am gonna go. Um. Off script here, and I'm gonna say a push at seven exactly. Push! Wow. Interesting. I'm gonna say push at seven exactly. That might be like something you want to throw like five bucks on. <laughs> right. Um. Because I don't know. Because I, well, okay. So before I want to actually get hurt. I would oh before Ibrahim get hurt or got hurt I would say over yes mm-hmm. but after that and you can see it last night they were just two totally different teams and I don't know if it was just the lack of confidence like hey our best player just went down I don't know I don't know if it was that or, or what it was just the lack of production maybe they last lost their confidence or something but they were just not even close to the same team. I'm going to go with the under on Minnesota and seven wins on the year. Um, although, I hope I'm wrong. I like P.J. Fleck. 
hope he, I hope he sticks around. Been doing a, a decent job with Minnesota. He just keeps getting these awful breaks and everything. So I I will say under. Um, hopefully that doesn't get PJ Fleck fired. Um, yeah. I'm gonna say dead push. Yeah. And I mean that defense is a problem. Like you know they were they were solid for half a game yesterday, but you know you bring back everybody. That's usually a good thing. But when you're not really, you don't have like a star on defense and you don't have a real difference maker, is it really all that good? Yeah. I will like, also like, say. Like, um, when Michigan lost Rashawn Gary, I was just like, okay, go. Like, go to the <laughs> NFL, you know? Shoot. Like, it didn't make a difference. <laughs> like, get out of here. I will also say the biggest, tur- like, there were two really big turning points last night in the game, in Minnesota's game against Ohio State. The strip sack that. Um, Zach Harrison caused the fumble was picked up by Haskell Garrett, who I'm just going to throw this out here. And I know I did it on last year's podcast. Defensive lineman Haskell Garrett for Ohio State was shot in the mouth last year. Just literally shot in the mouth in Columbus last year. The fact doesn't sound like a very, very pleasant time. The he before the season started, he required. Mouth surgery. Mouth and jaw surgery. The fact that he is not ever want mouth surgery. The fact that he is able to play football is still nothing short of a minor miracle. But I digress. Um, that strip sack that ended up going Ohio State's way that was returned for a fumble or was returned for a touchdown. I mean, um, and then I believe it was the ensuing drive. Minnesota had something going a little bit, and then. There was a holding call, it, so it went from uh, second and two to second and fourteen or whatever it was. Yep. And then, and then the next play, it went from then there was a personal foul, unnecessary roughness, yep. something made it. I was I was thinking that this was the exact moment that uh, you were talking about it. It ended up being like third and 30. Yeah, third and 35. And after that, everything just kind of went downhill for Minnesota. They t- they kind of lost it, just some stupid play, mistakes. Draw play on third down. Like, we're just getting off the field. Let our defense try and do something. And I'm fairly certain Ohio State scored in like five plays. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, so I think it's, yeah, I'm going to go dead push. As I've already said, it's going to be interesting with Minnesota just because they need to stay out of their way and whether or not they have Mo Ibrahim, Ibrahim. moving on. Do you want to take Iowa for us? Oh man, me and Iowa have a tumultuous relationship. I think everybody in the big 10 has a tumultuous relationship with Iowa. I fucking hate him. Hawkeye I fucking bastards. hate them. They just they just win games they're not supposed to against everybody. It sucks. Yeah. So last year the Iowa offense was very very interesting. They <clears throat> were so inconsistent. They couldn't get to the red zone hardly at all. But when they did, <clears throat> they scored almost Every single time. They had an incredible red zone percentage last year, even though they had a terrible time just getting there. I was say, um, didn't they have like a 
95% red zone percentage or something like that. Something something crazy like, like that. Obscurely I mean, they were, they were high. Yeah, like when like I said, when they got there, it was pretty much automatic, but problem was getting there. Yeah. Um if they can improve on that and quarterback Spencer Patris. Now this is a stat that goes for all um quarterbacks uh that played for Iowa last year. And I don't remember um, how much of this was Petrus, but if they can throw for higher than a 57% completion percentage, eh, they should be better. <clears throat> Kirk Ferentz always has a great defense there with the Hawkeyes. That'll be enough to keep him in some games. If the offense can uh, can pick it up, then I think they're going to be in some, some decent shape. So we'll see. We'll see about Iowa. Um, the over-under, and you did not mention this, is at eight and a half wins. I am looking at the schedule. I just... Kirk Ferentz's defenses are solid. They just always are. Eight and a half is a lot to me. Jordan is muted. So I'm going to keep this going. Eight and a half. Yeah, I was muted. I had to grab a phone charger. Oh, eight and a half is, is a lot to me. They play Indiana tomorrow. They are a favorite. They play Iowa State, who Iowa State, as of right now, looks like they will be a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, they play Kent State, Colorado State, Maryland, which Kent State, Colorado State, Maryland, guaranteed wins. I'm just going to just book it. <laughs> book it now. Um, Against Penn State, uh, Stoffel Van Dorn. We'll get to Penn State and how I feel about them. I uh, yeah, I they should Iowa should beat Penn State. That's all I'm gonna say. I think so. So that's one, two, game. three, four. That's the game that Iowa wins, man. Yeah. Like for whatever reason, Penn State is like 19th ranked in the country right now. They're predicted to have a good season. We'll talk but, about that in a minute. Yeah, we'll get to them in a minute. But those are the games that Iowa wins when they're the underdog. <clears throat> Most likely, I don't know if that game's played. It's uh, it's a home Iowa game for Iowa. Not. It's in Iowa. Yes. But in, bet, I, I know you can't bet on that one right now. But in, um, that one now, like Iowa's winning that game in Kinnick Stadium at Iowa. Yeah, I was gonna win that game. Um, so we're at one, two, three, four, five because they're gonna beat Purdue, six because they'll probably beat Northwestern, seven because they'll beat. Illinois eight because they'll beat Nebraska. So the over under is eight and a half. I'm going to go with the under at eight. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I don't um, think I don't think this team's good enough to get to nine. I'm going to go a bit crazy here and say they hit the over because, like I said, man, Iowa wins games or not, they have no business winning. They'll probably beat Penn State. They'll probably have another surprise win. Uh, somewhere uh, throughout the year, possibly oh, yeah, tomorrow yeah. against Indiana, because they play. There you go. They play Indiana at home tomorrow. We'll talk about Indiana in a little bit, but yeah, I'm gonna go with the over eight and a half, over eight and a half on uh, Iowa's wins for the 2021 season from me. I'm gonna say at the under eight, uh, Northwestern. I will take this one. Um... <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out there. Northwestern is currently losing 21-7 to to Michigan State on a game that why it's, wow. being, 
Why that game is being played at primetime, I don't know. It's like past primetime. That game started at 9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, why? Why is that game? Why is that a night game? That game should be... Is that... Is that a home game for Northwestern? Yep. Okay, so that at least makes sense. No, it doesn't. What... It'd Are they be... in a different time zone than us? Yeah, it'd be eight o'clock for them. Oh, okay, so yes. yeah, they are. Regardless, so I guess it is then a prime time game. Yeah, it makes no sense. I don't know. Um, I don't know who wants to see that. That game is should. A, is there a Mac game that we could put on there? Give me some Mac action <laughs> in my some, life. I want some Mac action. Yeah. Um, Michigan State Northwestern, a game. 60, that... I want sixty-four to seventy-three. I want some Mac action. A game that should have been played at uh. 10 a.m. on and shown on ESPN 9. Oh no! Not even the Ocho! <laughs> Not even the Ocho! Because nobody, and I mean nobody, wants to see Michigan State Northwestern. However, to be fair, I almost turned that game on. <laughs> I almost did. Because, because I, I know both of those teams are just going to be trash. So I was just thinking like, hey, let's go. But SmackDown was more important. So. Um, <laughs> Northwestern has questions. And, well, yeah. you can tell because they're losing 21-7 to to Michigan State, who we'll talk about them. They had even more questions after last year. How, uh, uh, how much time is left in that game, by the way? Uh, seven thirteen in the third quarter. Michigan State is a uh, second and goal on Northwestern's five. Oh fuck! I was say Northwestern can come back. Anyhow, um, Clemson transfer Hunter Johnson takes over at quarterback. Uh, they lost their number one running back, um, Cam Porter, to a leg injury, and running backs two and three uh, transferred. Oops. Or in the process. Or are transferring. Yeah, they're still with the program right now, but they're not uh, on the active roster. Yeah. So they have Bowling Green transfer Andrew Clare at running back. Yeah, whenever you enter the season week one and you had three guys ahead of the guy that you're going to wind up starting, Ew, boy, that yep. running game is going to be trash. And that's rough for Northwestern. It really because that's is. what they do. Northwestern they... is a ball control team. Um, mm-hmm. Pat Fitzgerald, their defenses are usually, he usually has solid defenses. Um, but they only have five returning starters. And right now, just off of what we've seen, it looks like it could be questionable. Those defenses could be questionable. The over-under is at six and a half. I hope... Because I like Pat Fitzgerald. I like him. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. Very likable guy. And I think if he wasn't so dedicated to being at Northwestern, he could be a coach somewhere else. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. The over-under is six and a half. I'm, gonna, I'm just taking the over. 100% taking the over. Take the over on Northwestern, huh? Here's their schedule. Uh, Indiana State next week um, on the 11th. Duke, Ohio, Nebraska, Rutgers, Michigan, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois. Hmm. They're going to be in. I, they're going to beat Indiana State. They're going to beat Duke. They're going to beat Ohio. They're going to beat Nebraska. They're going to beat Rutgers. They're going to beat Purdue in Illinois. All right. If 
tonight. You have me convinced. If the over was at seven or higher, I would not take the over. Or, well, let me phrase it. If the over-under was seven or higher, I would not take it. But being set low-ish at six and a half, I'm going to take. I'll take the over. All right. <clears throat> yep. I, I, think, I think I'm with Because Northwestern's that's, they're so confusing to me. I don't know what to expect from them. But I trust in Pat Fitzgerald, man. I, yep. I think he's a great coach. <clears throat> and I just find it hard to believe that they're going to be awful. So I think I think they do get I think they get over six and a half become bowl eligible. They're not going to be they're, they're probably going to top out at seven wins. Yeah, at the very most. I might be wrong. They might they might be lower than that. But I think I think they'll get there. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have you never, you never expect Northwestern to be good, <clears throat> but then they're good. Yeah, this is what I mean, they do. 2019. They were good or no 2018. They were good. They played Ohio State and then they um in the Big Ten championship lost. Twenty nineteen they won one game. Yeah, they're such a confusing team. Um twenty twenty they were good, made it to the Big Ten championship, lost to Ohio State. Right. They just need to play somebody else other than Ohio State. They just needed to not face the buzz song. They might have a shot. <laughs> um moving on, you wanna take Wisconsin? Well, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, right. So, That's how man, I feel about Wisconsin. Is that the... Wisconsin offense was not good last year, but you really can't blame him. Jonathan Taylor goes to the NFL. Um, that dude was a bowling ball for like three years for that team. Yes, yes, he was. It was really the, the center point in their offense. But now. They have a new center point in the offense. Graham Mertz might be the best quarterback in the Big Ten. I'm I'm thinking that he might just be. I would see. Um, you know, he he had an interesting year last year. He got uh, he got COVID for a little bit, um, and then we came back. All his receivers were dead. So still like, beat Michigan. <laughs> still beat Michigan. Well, we were we were putrid. So um, <laughs> that is true. No surprise. But yeah, no. If the O line can do well, Graham Mertz is gonna ball out like he does. Um, and they do have a uh, a young running back, uh, Jalen Berger, who they went to a little bit last year, if I remember correctly. But if the O line's solid, get the running game going. Graham Mertz does what he does. Whoo! I mean, Wisconsin could just very well roll to another Big Ten championship game up there in the West. I agree. Um, and that defense is still good. <laughs> that defense on paper still should be good. Yeah. Um, it, 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 like I, I put in the notes, like they weren't good last year, but I don't think that's the standard. I don't think that it's just because they're bad. I don't know what it was, but I just don't have a feeling that that defense can be as just meh as they were. Yeah. So. <clears throat> that um, offense gets clicking. That defense uh, steps it up. Wisconsin could be very good. The over under is set at nine and a half. I'm taking the over. Like I'm not even looking at this. Uh, I have the schedule up. Um, they play Penn State tomorrow. They're gonna win. They play Eastern Michigan next week. They're gonna win. They play Notre Dame. They're gonna win. Uh, I'm not gonna say anything about Michigan. About them playing Michigan. <laughs> I'm just gonna avoid. We aren't gonna count that game. Well, We'll get to Michigan. 
Um, they play Illinois, they're going to win. They play Army, they're going to win. They play Purdue, they're going to win. They play Iowa, that's a game Iowa wins, so they might not win it. I don't know, Wisconsin is kind of like immune to those kind of games. Yeah. Um, Rutgers, they're going to beat Rutgers. Northwestern, it's hard to say, because Northwestern has had Wisconsin's number of late. Mm-hmm. Um, they play Nebraska, they're going to beat Nebraska, and then they play Minnesota, and that game's going to be a toss-up if Mo Ibrams, or Ibrahim's around. Right, that's their last game? Yep. I'm going to say Wisconsin so, has at least 10 chance. wins. There's a chance that Ibrahim could be back, so we'll see about that one. Um, yeah, uh, I, will, I will also go with the over. Um, I think the Big Ten West sucks. Yes. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, compared to the East, it's just not even remotely similar. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no. Wisconsin, Wisconsin's going to get over nine and a half. Yeah, yeah. At least, at least ten. Could see could see eleven. Uh Penn's oh Big Ten West champion predictions. Uh Wisconsin. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's much of a doubt uh this year. Um unless Wisconsin is just dud back to back years. Yeah. Um and like a Minnesota or an Iowa sneaks in there. Um I I, I think it's just gonna be Wisconsin rolling through that whole entire division. Uh picked them to win ten games, haven't picked anybody to win ten games, so I'm not yet. gonna roll with Roll with Wisconsin. Uh, Penn State, the Penn State Nittany Lions. They are a team in the Big Ten East playing uh, their home games in Happy Valley in the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, of all places. Um, Man, I don't get – and we've hinted at it the entire time. I don't get the hype around Penn State. I really don't. And I put that in the notes. John Clifford, their senior quarterback, is pretty much all they got. Everybody else they left. Another, everyone else left. They got everyone left. Um, they have a new offensive one, coordinator. They got one guy where you think he might be something. But, I mean, it, it's not like this is Ohio State. It, it, Penn State just doesn't pump out quarterbacks, you know, uh, <laughs> like like it's going out of out of style or anything. Yeah. Like th- they don't he this guy would have been like fourth on the depth chart had some guys not left. So I don't know what's up with that. So Sean Clifford or nothing for Penn State if they're going to be successful. Jahan Dotson is still there, probably the best wide receiver in the Big 10 outside of maybe one guy. And uh, we'll get to him later. I'd but, say maybe two, <laughs> but yes. He's definitely a top three. Oh, I forgot about your guy. Yeah, no, probably top three. Uh, I was thinking of uh, the, the Indiana guy we'll get to later. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of him oh, and another guy. But either way. O-line sucks. Bad. Terrible. Any, Donkey ass. Had, anybody they had established on defense is gone. Bad. They're de- <laughs> It is not going to be a happy time in Happy Valley this year. The over I don't get why they're ranked nineteenth. I don't understand. The over under for Penn State is nine. What the fuck? The 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 under. It's under. It's under. They're gonna to lose tomorrow. They're gonna to lose to. They're not gonna to lose to Ball State. They're gonna to lose to Auburn. Here, if we're just gonna do this, they they'll beat Villanova. <laughs> 
that they have a football team half the time. <laughs> How sad of a state is your school that you're having to schedule Villanova as a football game? I digress. They they will beat Villanova. They're gonna lose to Iowa. They'll beat yeah, Penn yeah. State or they will beat Illinois, I mean. They will probably they will most likely lose to Ohio State. They I would say by plenty. By yeah. Um they will lose they might lose to Maryland. Who knows? I'm gonna go out on them and say they're gonna lose to Michigan. They'll beat Rutgers. Remains to be seen, because I don't know what the fuck to think of my team. They'll beat Rutgers because it's Rutgers. It's stupid Rutgers. And then they're not going to beat Penn, Michigan State. Hell, Penn, hell, Penn State think, could lose to MSU. Villanova. Probably I think not. they beat MSU. But they're they not going to hit nine wins. To Villanova. They, they're not. Okay. They're not hitting so nine. If want, so if you want to know my feelings on uh, how Penn State's going to do, when I was putting together these notes and I saw that they were ranked 19, Loser. And That's I how they're saw this do. over under. And I saw this over under. Uh, I wrote the notes <clears throat> over under uh, nine. What in all caps, followed by eight exclamation points. They ain't hitting nine wins. I don't think they're gonna hit eight. Fuck! They might. They might just barely get bowl eligible. Maybe. Penn State. This is going to be Penn State. Loser. Loser. Oh. Loser. Loser. You were pressing Loser. that button with some force. Loser. Loser. That's going to be Penn State. Loser. S. <laughs> Loser S. You might want to go back and clip that for social media. Oh, I'll get there eventually. Um, Yeah, Penn State's going to lose a lot this year. I mean, do I think they're the worst team of the Big Ten? No. No. We haven't even gotten to them um, yet. No. <laughs> Which is <No>. sad. No. <laughs> Which oh, is... I might have to I, I might have to rethink given recent events if that gives you any sort of idea, but Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um Maryland. Oh, we'll get we'll get there when we get there. Maryland. Uh oh, boy. Maryland, uh their offense led by Tualia Tagavaloa, not Tua Tagavaloa. Yep. That's his younger brother. brother. Um, Transferred from Bama. To Aaliyah, transferred from Bama to Maryland. Of all places. Yeah. Um, Was an enigma. They They either were good, or they literally couldn't do shit. Or they shot themselves in the foot. Yes. With a Gatling gun. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a very good, that's a very good, something, anything automatic, any automatic gun, they just, like, turned around and shot themselves in the face. Like, they were either so good or so unbelievably crap that I don't, I, and that's just and their I offense. Plenty, I watched plenty of Maryland last year. Which is sad to say. Right, I know. I, um, like, I just like watching Big Ten football, but God, they've got a good. They've got good receivers, so theoretically, their pa- their passing game should be there. Uh, running game, fart noise. 
Defense, fart noise. So if Maryland's going to win, I think it's going to be by scores of 900 to 899. Yeah. The over-under yeah. over is a 6. I'm looking at this. Uh, 1, 2, 3. Four. Oh. You stopped at four. I'm just looking to see where they could get two more wins just to even touch six. I mean, if you have to look that hard, it's not looking promising. I don't think... Howard, Illinois... Kent State Rutgers. They scheduled Howard? Yep. <laughs> Here I was giving Ill or Penn State shit for scheduling Villanova. Maryland scheduled Howard. Whoever the Howard. hell that was that scheduled Fordham. Nebraska. Oh, Lord. Um, they could beat West Virginia tomorrow. West Virginia is only a two and a half point favorite. Could happen. But it could be five. Okay. Michigan State, six? I don't know. They're, they're down in the basement with MSU, I think. So, I'm going to have to take the under. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate Maryland, but God, they it's just such might a, stink. They might stink. Just looking at that, like, it's so hard to even try and, like, they, they might be bad. Like I mean, I, they're not going to be good. We know that. Yeah, no. But they have a chance to be average, and God, maybe if something goes right for them, they'll be bowl eligible. Get them, get them to that six wins to be bowl eligible. I don't see it happening, though. I gotta take the under with you. <sighs> um, I will take. Do you want to take stupid Rutgers, or do you want me to take stupid Rutgers? <laughs> you know. In years past, I would have I would have literally just put LOL next to Rutgers and just moved on. But they're not. They won a Big Ten not. game last year. They did. Yeah, like one of their first ever. They're not as bad as they used to be. They're still going to be really bad. But they're not as ass as they have been throughout the entirety of their Big Ten that's all I got to say. You take whatever you want on Rutgers. Um, Greg Schiano, you know, hey. hey, Rutgers, thanks for taking him away from Ohio State. Seriously. Yeah, I just wish he would have left the Big Ten altogether. I wish Greg Schiano wouldn't be coaching. I mean, I think that's the sentiment of most people. He started out coaching at Rutgers, then he went to be Ohio State's defensive coordinator. Uh, he ran zone defense a bazillion times and caused Ohio State to lose some games because he literally didn't believe in anything other than zone defense. Wouldn't even mean? didn't even throw a blitz in there. No, not didn't even blitz. Just zone defense. <laughs> I was gonna make a Don Brown joke, but man, it's it's. Which one's the lesser of two evils? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, Rutgers, thanks for taking Greg Schiano away from us. 
Uh, the over-under is four. I'm going to say under. Oh, man. I don't know what to do. I think Rutgers is going to be the worst team in the Big Ten. <sighs> it's a low number, and I'm not sure about it, but I think they might get four and get you a push. I don't think they're going to get more than that. If they if they make it to four, that's great for them. Um, I don't wish Greg Schiano any bit of success, but I think they get four wins. I'm going to pull a U and say that it pushes it four. And go a push. Yep. Now, the, here's the only thing. The only thing Rutgers really had going for them last year that made them, I don't want to say difficult to stop. Yeah, the only team that was that they did like couldn't stop them was Michigan. Yeah, that is true. The only thing One that of the made worst games I've ever watched. Yeah, that's also true. Was made them a bit more of a unique team to stop is they threw a lot of trick plays and misdirection in reverses in their playbook last year. I don't think this year those are going to work as much. There's going to be a lot, a lot more game film to go off of now instead of, in a regular year instead of a COVID year. So I'm, yeah, under probably the worst team in the Big Ten. That's... I mean, they're, they're in the running for worst team in the Big Ten, but I don't know. How bad can you be, like, <laughs> like perpetually? Like, with no improvement whatsoever. And now, that being said, here's here's something that, you know, I don't think any one of us really went off these notes here, but they scored more points last season than they had in any season since 2015 while playing three less games. Yeah, that is true. So, it's improvement. Maybe they improved more. That's why I'm not so sold on Rutgers being the worst in the Big Ten. They're not going to be good. They're probably still going to be bad. <clears throat> I think that, you know, that is true. Achievable. Okay. Achievable. I'm still going to go the under, but you do have some points. There. Yes. Uh, Indiana. I hate the University of Indiana. Yeah, right. Indiana uh, University. You, you and uh, uh, Indiana is like me and Illinois basketball. Because they both fan bases did the same thing. Wow, I COVID. Uh, we're Big Ten champs now. It's what? not even that. Ohio State, like... I'm just... Just a little backstory on Indiana, Indiana, Ohio State. Penn State thinks Ohio State's it's a, it's a rival, or Ohio State is a rival, but Indiana... Oh, Penn State... Penn State fans truly believe Ohio State is a rival. They just beat Michigan for the first time in, like, 30 years last year. Like, shut up. <laughs> like, Indiana has this big rivalry with Ohio State. Um, Is it really a rivalry when only one fan base cares? No. <laughs> but Indiana, because they haven't beaten Ohio State in since the 80s, Indiana fans... Yes. Pretty much the last time they beat Michigan. Have made it a rivalry. And that's why I just hate Indiana. There's nothing good in Indiana other than people who hump goats. I don't know. Indianapolis Motor Speedway is pretty cool. Yeah, that is true. Goat fuck university. 
So, breaking it down just to football in Indiana. Fucking hate Indiana. Um, Fucking hate Indiana. I hate the whole state. No, you hate Indiana. I hate the state they even. Have, they had a solid team they last did. year. And we get to the guy who I said initially was the second best receiver in the Big Ten. Uh, might bump him back to three with Ty Freifogel. And Michael Penix Jr., who the hell knows? He got hurt last year. Nobody's really sold on if he's 100% good to go. Whether he is or not, it appears that he's going to be the guy. So we'll see if it affects him at all or if everyone's just blowing smoke and he's going to be fine. But they will need to find a star in the running game. They don't have one. They're going to need one. They don't need a star, but they need someone that can contribute and have it not all be on Michael Penix Jr. Like, <clears throat> he can't be the only guy. Him and, and, and uh, Ty Freiburg can't can't just be it. Like, this ain't Madden on rookie, and you just, like, throw four verticals every time. Like, it's, it's not going to work. They yeah. do have to – they do have some work to do in the defense. Secondary has to be better. Um if all of those things happen, and well, if they just, uh, you know, I don't know, improve everywhere, apparently, uh, they'll have a pretty solid season. And I do uh, like um, their coach, Tom Allen. I know you probably don't, but... Um, I, I hate everything about Indiana. <laughs> I think Tom Allen's a good coach. Um even though I don't know him celebrating a win against a hapless Michigan team last year, like they won the goddamn Super Bowl, was interesting. But um, he's he's putting Indiana in the right direction, somewhere they haven't been in I don't know forty, fifty years, something like Long that. Fucking time. So I mean, good for him. But yeah, I mean, he's doing something that a whole bunch of other guys can't. So maybe he just got lucky with some good players, and they'll fall back into obscurity. I think everybody would enjoy that, but um, I, I am rooting for Tom Allen a little bit. Over under on Indiana's win total for the 2021 season is seven and a half. Have you given yours already? I have not. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> this this ought to be interesting. I'm gonna piggyback on to some of what you said. Uh, Indiana did have a good good year last year. They only had well two blemishes on their record because they lost to Kentucky. Yeah, that one's weird. They lost to Ohio State. Um, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna go any, anywhere with that. I'm. I'm not. They, they lost to Ohio State. Uh, and a very they good did. game. Like, we'll. I'll even admit it. A good game. Um, they lost to of all teams. Their second loss was Kentucky. And then they lost their bowl game. Yeah. In their worst game of the year. Their bowl game was Kentucky. No, I thought it was Ole Miss. Oh, then they lost to Ole Miss then. Which is just as bad as losing to Kentucky. Yeah, Ole Miss was another good. Um, you could say what you want about not having Michael Penix Jr. in the game against Ole Miss, but they still lost to Ole Miss. They Ole sure Miss, did. who gave up like 70 points to Alabama. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, and, and oddly enough, it wasn't Indiana's defense that had anything to do with them losing. That their offense was clueless. Yeah, their offense was terrible. Against, against Ole Miss of all teams, that gave up. Sense. That was just defensively hapless. Um, if Indiana wants to do better, they're gonna have to. It's it does. It's gonna have to be more than Ty Fry Frogel, who is, I believe, the 
one of the two best receivers in the Big Ten. Yeah, he's up there. Um, it's got to be more than Ty, Fyfro, Ty Fryfogel and Michael Penix Jr. Defensively, they need to fix things. Um, if they can do that, they will very much clear the over-under. It'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. Yep. I think... For sure. Let me look at their schedule. By the way, I didn't. I don't, I don't think I sent you the password for the. Uh, uh, yeah, I already got it taken care of. It. It, it was the jorts. It was a very predictable password. Yeah. One, two. If you haven't already, uh, make your picks before tomorrow so we can actually like keep track of this. I, I made them already. Here. Perfect. Makes makes it so I don't have to do it like manually. <laughs> I'm gonna take I I'm gonna take the over. Ah. On Indiana. A pleasant surprise. Uh, I mean yeah, that number is low though. Seven yeah. and a half I think is low for a team that was pretty good last year. Yeah. Like I was looking at it, I was like that's a low number. I think I think it's just because nobody knows what Michael Penix Jr. is gonna be yeah. if he's healthy or anything like that. I feel like that's probably why it's so low. Um I'm also gonna take the over on Indiana. Um they have the chance to be, I think, maybe the second best team in the Big Ten East. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 second best is within reach. Yes. Because, sure. um, again, I don't think Penn State's going to be worth a damn. No. Michigan State. Oh, boy. I'm going to take this one first. I'm going to lead off with this one. Hopefully it updated for you because I had to make a correction. Yes, uh, I saw and, that. Um, okay, perfect. Um, Rocky Lombardi is gone. He was bad, which him leaving does not hurt Michigan State. It probably helps them. Well, it could have helped them. I don't know. It's like a, it's like a, just like a parallel leap. Like they're in the same spot. I think. Like, I don't know. I don't know much about the. <laughs> this dude, but we'll get there. It didn't hurt them. It didn't hurt them. No, I don't. I don't think um, Rocky Lombardi, who famously threw a zero-yard interception return, uh, t- interception that was returned zero yards for a touchdown uh, against Ohio State last year, transferred to Illinois. On a picks, Northern Illinois. Or to Northern Illinois. Um, <laughs> good enough to transfer to another Big Ten team. Let's let no. be really here. Uh, Anthony Russo, who uh, threw a handful Just of passes, many picks, a handful of passes last year for Temple, uh, transferred to yeah. Michigan State. Um, everyone thought he was gonna be get the starting job. He did not. Peyton Thorne got the starting nod. Uh, it yeah. appears to Mel be. Tucker. Mel Tucker pulled a Jim Harbaugh and just, like, didn't even tell anybody who was going to be starting until, like, kickoff. It appeared to be wor- It appears as of right now to be working. Um, Michigan State's up 28-7 to on Northwestern with uh, 11.30 remaining in the fourth quarter. Yes, they did uh, punch it in from the goal line. Uh, when we had looked last, they were on, like, the two. Yep. I Because I, I opened up my app just to see. I was Because I thought about MSU. I was like, wait. Did Russo start, or was it somebody else? Yeah. <laughs> and it was somebody else. I'm like, who the hell's Peyton Thorne? 
Um, the old line was terrible, and they're all back. Um, their running game last year was bad. Uh, as of right now, this new guy, uh, Kenneth Walker, a junior from Tennessee, uh, ran for, let's see, he's averaging 10.5 yards a carry, uh, meaning wow. 157 yards on 15 carries. With wow. three, three touchdowns. Oh, either Michigan State is really good or Northwestern is ass. Um, and might not win a single game. <laughs> might be the worst team in the Big Ten. Um, the defense, or the receivers, still have the same good receivers from last year. It's just, can a quarterback hit them? Right. Um, Apparently the answer tonight is yes. The defense isn't, it's, it's there, it exists. It's not great. Uh, things. It's hard to say. Might not win a lot of games. Might win some. Might yeah. win. Might not win. So, <laughs> as I've alluded to before this game tonight, I thought MSU. And it's not just my bias because I hate them. I thought MSU had the potential to be the worst team in the Big Ten. Uh. Like, Fair, because before tonight, I would have said the same thing. I, I, I know their win total is higher than a couple other teams, but there were just so many question marks. You look at the team from last year. And they were they, bad. They lost to Rutgers. It didn't appear to be all that much better. And it just, God. I, I, I thought for sure they would be just as bad, if not worse. But... <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe they still are. I'm going to have to re retract my statement for the moment of saying they're the worst team in the Big Ten because Northwestern it looks like they could be historically bad if they're losing this bad. And I was that. It is 28-14. So. <laughs> I mean, hey, Northwestern did, did just score. <laughs> uh, hey, they scored. We got a chance. I mean, this could be the, that. I think that still could be the the wor two worst teams in the Big Ten if they keep on that trajectory, but. Yeah, we shall see. Over under four and a half on MSU. What? Oh do you God, think? that's such a low number. If it was four, I would take the over a hundred percent. Right. Because they play yeah, Youngstown. Five wins. They play Youngstown State next week. They play Man. Rutgers. Questionable. Western Kentucky. Probably a win, but not a guarantee. Not a guarantee. Nebraska should be a win. They're uh, getting close already. They're good. If they beat Northwestern, one win. I'm just going to count. If I, even though it's it's hard to, it, you never know with this Michigan State team. With that Michigan State team, they were bad last year. They were um, very bad. Youngstown State win, Nebraska win, Western Kentucky win. There's three. Is uh, Jim Trestle still at Youngstown State? <clears throat> uh, as the dean or the president of something. I thought he was a coach. No. Shows how much I pay attention to no. Youngstown State. I would say if he was the coach at Youngstown State, then no, Michigan State's not going to win. I have to know now. Hold on. You keep going. Um, side note, Jim Tressel lost to Michigan State, I believe, once in his career at Ohio State. Um, 
to interrupt you really quickly, he is both. Oh, so never mind. Nope, Michigan State's not going to beat Youngstown. Push. Four, four win push. Wait, no, I lied. This article makes no sense. It says he's a, he says he's a coach. <clears throat> Wait, I don't know. Just go to Wikipedia. I am. Oh, okay, he was. I was say he was at one point. Ages ago. Yeah. He is not anymore. He's just an administrator. Yeah. Okay, so back to it's a win for it's a win for Michigan State. So I'm still gonna say four win push. Isn't it? A, it's at four and a half though. Oh fuck! <laughs> shit. Um. Shit. One, two, three, four. Five is possible. <clears throat> it's not out of the realm of possibility. You know? Yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to take the over. <laughs> I think five could be possible. Man, I don't know about these guys. It's so, it's so bad. It's so hard to say. Of all the teams to give me a friggin' four and a half or a half of anything on. Right. MSU, one of the ones I'm <laughs> most confused about. Um, I'm still going to say under because I think they are, I think, judging by tonight, I think Northwestern might just be really shit. Yeah. So I'm going to say under. I'm not going to completely abandon them being the worst team in the Big Ten. Maybe Northwestern gets it together and I can be somehow proven right. But they're, they're still going to be really bad. One of, the, it, one of the worst teams in the Big Ten for sure. Yeah. On to the Michigan Wolverines. All I'm going to oh, say... <clears throat> um, take the floor first. You go ahead and take the floor. I will save for what I wanted to say afterwards. Jordan? Huh. Well, this is awkward. I believe we lost Jordan. This is, uh, yeah, we lost Jordan. Jordan might be back. Hello? I am currently back. Oh, you're back. Sweet. Oh, okay. Um, I will hold off on what I wanted to say about Michigan until after you... Go ahead and take this. All right. Obviously, the Michigan Wolverines are my team. Um, last year was a regression that I don't think anybody saw coming. No. Like, I don't think anybody expected Michigan to be, like, phenomenal or anything. I don't think anyone expected them to be that bad, though. Nobody expected to be the, them to be that bad. Um I think the coaching decisions were very bizarre. Um, although, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm going to have to eat my words on Joe Milton. He was pretty good for Tennessee last night. But, wow, when he was here, 
at Michigan for like three games, four games, however many games he started, he was just putrid. He was he was awful. One of the worst quarterbacks we've seen. Um, I would have gone with Dylan McCaffrey over Joe Milton before the season even started. And that didn't happen, and he ended up transferring to go play for his dad somewhere in Colorado. Um, it got until a Rutgers game. <clears throat> and I was already sold that Joe Milton was terrible. Like, he, he was he bad. Looked, he looked out of place. He looked like, why was he even at a Power 5 school? He looked like, like, what are you doing? And it's not just, like, play calling sort of thing. Like, he just looked awful. And you get to the Rutgers game, and I was ready to bench him before that game even started. And he looked awful against Rutgers. And then Cade McNamara came in, looked solid, took fucking overtime. Three. But let us still win against Three Rutgers. overtimes. It took, it, it took way more than I would have liked. So Cade McNamara is, uh, is back once again. Cade McNamara finished out the season, uh, sort of, <laughs> as much as Michigan could have finished out the season. Um, and it was better. Uh, it wasn't phenomenal by any means, but the offense looked like they at least were functional with him under center. He's a starter this year. <clears throat> um, the five-star recruit, J.J. McCarthy, not the starter. Um, kind of hoping he red shirts. I really don't want to just waste a year of eligibility when we don't need to have him as the backup necessarily. Like if, if our, if Cade McNamara goes down, put in whoever else, it's going to be a wash of the season anyway. Um, one of the only good things about Michigan last year was the offensive line. And they, they were pretty solid led, um, the big 10, I do believe in, uh, uh, fewest amount of tackles for loss allowed which is fairly solid given that, you know, uh, how bad our season was. That wasn't really our problem, <laughs> like taking, taking big losses or anything like that. It was just when we were trying to move the ball down the field, nothing fucking happened. That was the problem. So offensive line should still be good. <clears throat> Hassan Haskins is back at starting running back. But after that, it's all new. Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards are going to kind of be the second string guys. Um, excited specifically about Donovan Edwards. He should be the starter for the future. So hopefully that goes well. But when it comes to the running game for the University of Michigan Wolverines, Jim Harbaugh just has to use running backs correctly. I don't know what it is. He can't use them right. He never has. And I don't understand it. Like, we had, like, Zach Charbonnet was, was a solid guy for us. Never used him. Transferred away. Like, um, fucking hell. Guy's so forgettable, I already forgot his name. We had a solid running back before him. That <laughs> so forgettable. Two, but he was, yeah, but he was solid. I don't, I don't remember his name. I really don't. He was, like, like I said, he's pretty forgettable. But he just went out there and did his job. And he platooned him with Chris Evans. Because why not? <laughs> I just—it made no sense. I don't, it still doesn't make any sense how Jim Harbaugh goes to trying to get a run game. I will never understand it. Defense. Oh boy, they can't possibly be any worse. 
now that Don Brown is gone. Okay, and fair. I was, I was, I was on the Don Brown hype train his first couple seasons when we had some of the best defenses in the country. Until you played Ohio <laughs> but, State. Yeah, until we played Ohio State. It would always go well defensively up until then, and then we'd allow like 60-some points. But good Lord above, like, as his tenure as D.C. went on, it's just like, okay, Don, hey, I think they're on to the fact that you blitz more than 50% of the time. Can we do something else? Like, I get that your nickname is Dr. Blitz, but can we please do something else? Mix it up. I get you're an old guy. I get you're, like, in, you're not going to change. But good God, can we at least just not do it as much? Like, come on, Don. God, he was so painful to watch those last two years in Michigan. So he's gone. Thank God. Pretty much everybody on the coaching staff except Jim Harbaugh is gone. Like, we got a whole bunch of weird guys in there. We got Mike Hart, the guy that seemed to play at Michigan like 12 years at running back, coaching the running backs now. Hopefully that'll be good. Lost to Ohio State every time. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Wait, a lot of people that's have. Not, that's not exactly Mike Hart's fault. That 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 team was that team was hit all of his teams, all twenty seven of uh, the years that he was at Michigan. Like, yeah, I don't know. Those teams just were, I mean, were the one year with Chad Henney, where they were the number two team going up against Ohio State, and then lost to Troy Smith. Yeah. And I mean, he was Mike Hart was there for the lost Appalachian State. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Mike Hart. Um, my favorite thing about Mike Hart, just to interrupt you, is, or my favorite Ohio State related related thing to Mike Hart is, he was the guy on Michigan that always would guarantee a win against Ohio State, and it never came. It still hasn't came. Yeah. Mike Hart hasn't in his time as a football coach. He coached to Indiana for a couple years. Mike Hart has still yet to register a win against Ohio State in his life. Yeah. Poor yeah. guy. Yeah. He it's was just... also the guy. He was also the guy that coined the little brother uh, phrase for MSU that we then ate his words as a fan base for, for... like the next eight years yeah when MSU was kicking our butt every single year yeah like when well, like when Rich Rod and Brady Hoke were there yeah like good lord I mean I love my card but man he just needs to shut up so hopefully he's aged a little bit and he ain't gonna talk as much god and for I his sake I hope so to, when it gets to the MSU game when it gets to the Ohio State game someone's gonna be like like my card ain't gonna talk to the media throughout any rest of the games all year long and then when it gets to those games someone's gonna go up to him he's gonna be like hey i want to talk to mike hart hey mike what do you think about this game well i guarantee you win we're gonna fucking lose by a just the way everything happens gonna lose by a hundo god damn but yeah but continue anyway back to my original point everybody on the coaching staff uh is pretty much new except harbaugh um I think a lot of, especially on the defense, but Don Brown, Josh Gaddis was not a great offensive coordinator either, but good Lord. I mean, like, I'm just hoping, like, it, 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 now there's no excuse for Jim. Like, if you go out there and do the same stuff and you're calling the same plays, because Jim calls the plays, I mean, everything goes through his headset. They give him suggestions, but at the end of the day, Jim calls them. 
if you go out there and look similar to what you did last year, or just similar to the entire bit of your tenure, hey, it's going to suck. You know, you don't want to fire a, a, a guy who, you know, loves the school and everything. And, you know, before he got here, everyone wanted him and he was a legend and everything. You don't want to fire a guy like that. But, man, if they just go out there and do the same, the same stuff that they've done throughout his entire tenure, you know where the problem is now. Like, there's no denying it. And he's got to go. But... Goodness gracious. I, I haven't even gone on to the rest of the defense yet. Um, I'll, I'll put this in the notes hoping you read it. Even though me and you don't play college football, the entire Michigan defense only had two more interceptions than we did. They had two and only one came from the secondary. That's impressive. Yeah. Really all bad. Those blitzes, all those blitzes and we couldn't ever get a pass rush to disrupt the quarterback. Yeah. Our biggest, biggest guy, or well, not biggest guy, but like biggest playmaker on defense, Aiden Hutchinson's back. I don't even know why he's a Don Brown sort of defensive lineman. Like he's small. Don Brown, like these, these small athletic defensive linemen, and it works somewhat with Chase Winovich. It didn't work with Rashawn Gary or anybody else. So now we got some beef on the defensive line. Hopefully they can turn things around, get us a little bit of a pass run. Secondary. Oh, my God. We should be good. Secondary should be good. We got Daxton Hill. Dude was committed to Alabama at one point. Flipped his commitment to Michigan. Should be great. And I think he would be if he got some goddamn help from his pass rush. Then it's not all on him. Other safety. Brad Hawkins, pretty solid. uh, Safety could be really good corners eh, we'll see oh my god i don't know about this team I, I i don't know um i don't think it's possible that they're they're as bad as they were last year no i will say um, that um I, I, bef- I think they have a chance before That's we get to the over under i'm gonna yeah, throw some no. stuff in there before we get to the over under um was that where you were going was over under it was leading up to that, yes. So okay. go ahead. Before we get to the over-under, I want to say two things. Uh, well, three things. Um, number one, you echoed it pretty good. I think if things don't go well this year, and I've said it before, if things don't go well this year, Harbaugh needs to go. I mean, you just know at that point. Yeah. Like, like that he's not the guy. Redo, if you redo the entire coaching staff, and it's still more the same. Then yeah, I mean he's he's got no excuses anymore. And, and I've I think... made excuses for Harbaugh in the past through year like five, I think is when I stopped. Well, eventually but... you just you can't keep making excuses for him. Right. Um, and you know I and I will say not beating Ohio State thing is what it is because damn near nobody can beat Ohio no. State. It, it just doesn't so, happen. Like, I don't, Unless you're Alabama or Clemson, it doesn't really think, happen. I get why that's such a focal point for the fan base of beating Ohio State, because that's what, that's what you know, especially the older generation is used to. They're used to beating Ohio State every now and then, at least. Yeah. Even when we're bad, you know, it doesn't stay this bad for so long. I just think Ohio State is such a juggernaut that at this point, I don't know if it's a really fair comparison. But, they are... Uh... 
But when you're not even beating Michigan State half the time and you're losing to Indiana, and I get they had a great year last year, they had a great team, but when you're losing to, to them within, that haven't hasn't beat you in ages, it's just like, God. So Man, I'm what, also going to say. What can you do? I also piggybacking on the coaching, yes. I think, and I've said it about two years ago is when a big I noticed a big change when and granted it was only two two coaches and also grant it happens coaches coaches leave schools in college football it is and when Al when Michigan when Michigan's linebackers coach Al Washington and then there was one I can't remember who the other one was um flip to Ohio State flip to Ohio State that's not unheard of was it Madison? Madison? Was it Madison? Yes, it was. He did. He did work for Ohio State. I don't know if it's around the same time period, but I know they he, both. He flipped, uh, they both did the same year. For maybe five years ago, yeah. No, it was like three. And I then think. we had yeah. guys. Then we had guys that played under Madison, like Joe Bolden, uh, go and uh, and and work on the Ohio State coaching staff. When you have people like, it's not unheard of in this rivalry where that does happen. It's yeah. It's extremely uncommon. It's not unheard of in college football in in general, where a school or a coach goes to their school's biggest rival. I mean, look at look at Saban. Yeah. LSU to LSU to Alabama. I mean, it's not it's not totally uncommon. It's not. It's not in, It's not unheard of. It's uncommon. It happens. Yeah, it just doesn't happen often. When you have it. Having lived on both sides of the state border of Michigan, um, of the Ohio State-Michigan border, um, it is a rivalry unlike anything in college sports. There is a hatred almost. Mm-hmm. It 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 uh, motivated the name of this podcast. Yes, it did. Um, Among other things, but yeah, specifically, yeah. When you see that happen, there is something going wrong with the entire program at a philosophical level, and that goes back to the head coach. It does. Um. So I think, like, I do think this year. I've said it before that. This needs to, it's either something needs to change or Harbaugh needs to be out. I think this year now their entire staff is pretty much redone. It's on him. Second, it, it can't be on anybody else. Yeah, <clears throat> like it, it has to be. It has to be on Jim. And you know, I get that he probably has more pull in the, the our athletic department than our AD Ward Manual does. Yeah, but at the same time, and Ryan Day I, does at Ohio State. Like right, hundred like percent. We're doing, we're doing this. If we're doing the same stuff that we were doing in 2015 when he got here, it's just like we gotta do something else. Um, it's make or break, man. If it, and I'm not saying we need to like go win the national championship no. or anything, but if we go out and look just as awful as we did in year seven. Of of Harbaugh, he's got to go. There's there's no way around it. Um. Also, my third thing. 
Uh, last year, Ryan Day, Ohio State's coach Ryan Day promised to drop a hundo on Michigan this year, or la- last season. Uh, yes. Since that game did not happen last season, I would be afraid if I was a Michigan fan. Yeah, um, I think they could have easily. I mean, I don't know about a hundred. hundred points is a hard thing to get to, but a hundo's a lot. Um, they would, they would have, they would have crushed last year's Michigan team. There's, there's no doubt about it. And that's like, you know, briefly, uh, you know, about that whole thing last year with people saying, "Oh, Michigan dodged Ohio State." Everyone was, knew it was going to happen. Like, was, what, is, what do you mean? It was going to be ugly. I mean, it has it, been. It would have, however long. It would have been ugly to a point where it probably would have just killed the program. It's, uh, yeah. Like, and I mean, this season has the potential to kill the program. I mean, yeah. Like, like you talk about like just more of the same. More we get, we get solid recruits. We're always decent in recruiting, and they never do anything with anybody. So you you look at that as a kid coming out of high school, looking to go to college like find yourself a good spot where you can potentially get to the nfl michigan if it just continues to be this way it ain't gonna be this place <laughs> like you and that was kind of my um go here. that was gonna be my next legitimate point you already took those out of my mouth so i'm not gonna say anything over under for michigan is seven and a half i'm gonna go with the under at seven the under at seven i just um I don't think they're going to have any problem non-conference. No. Other than maybe Washington. Uh, I mean, maybe Washington. It ain't going to be no no crazy win. I think they'll beat them. Um, I have I them think, losing to Washington, but it, I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to get blown I'm out. Not, I am going to go with the over, but only slightly at eight. Okay, fair. So we're just barely on either side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and eight wins. If you improve after last year, where we won like what two games? Yeah. If you improve to eight wins, you know, hey, it's 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 better than nothing. Right. Here's the thing. I will say, last year they would have won six if it was a normal year because they would have had four non-conference games, and so they would have had yeah. six wins. Which is still despicable, but yes. Well, yes. Um, so I take it you have them beating Washington. I have them losing. That's where our one game difference is. So I have, fair enough. I do have them beating. I do have them beating Washington. We'll see where that spread winds up. I just don't think Washington's as good as they as they were when those games were scheduled. Like, uh fair. Those were scheduled four years ago or something. <clears throat> if we played them back then. Washington kicks our ass because Washington was on the outside of the playoff uh, yeah. when we scheduled those games. <clears throat> but now, fair. And I mean, to be fair, so were we. Like, yeah, we were. We were right around there, top ten, everything. So fair. Hard to say, but I think eight wins is a is a realistic number. Um, obviously, I want more, uh, but I'm not expecting it. Fair. And last but not least, the. Death machine that is Ohio State football. Oh boy. I'ma just I'ma just mute myself and let you go. I'm going to take <laughs> this. I'm not gonna say a whole lot about last night's game. I'm going to save last night's um game as a recap for next week's podcast. Because I already touched a little bit on it, uh talking about Minnesota. 
Um, I will say all I will say, CJ with Justin Fields gone, we had um at Ohio State had some questions at quarterback. Uh, was it going to be Quinn Ewers who left high school early to go play at Ohio State? Uh, well. Unfortunately, the man with the mullet is not playing as of right now, or is not the starter. C.J. Stroud is Richard freshman. Um, if he plays like he did in the second half against Minnesota last night, it will be good. He will be good. He still has the, in my opinion, the best receiver in the Big Ten uh, to throw to. It's Chris Olave. Garrett Wilson is also very good. Jackson Smith and Jigba is good. Um, I'm just going to put it this way. Skill positions at Ohio State, they're good. Um, running backs. Master Teague uh, did not get a whole lot of carries yesterday. Mayan Williams wearing the vaunted number 28. The last person to wear 28 at Ohio State was one Chris Beanie Wells, who terrorized, and I mean terrorized, Big Ten defenses for four years. Um, was the main running back yesterday, Travion Henderson, who also left high school early. Um, got some carries, and boy, he is fast. He's going to be featured on special teams also. And Master Teague, uh, he's still pretty good, too. Moving over to the defensive side. The defensive line is still very good, led by the man who was shot in the mouth, Haskell Garrett. Uh, former Michigan High School State Defensive Player of the Year, four-time. Zach Harrison out of Cast Tech is also on that defensive line. They're pretty good. He's pretty good, too. Uh, defensive line's good. They are going to be elite against the run, as they were last year, as they have been uh, for a long time. Um, even before Mo Ibrahim hurt himself, he had 163 yards on 35 carries. So you do the math there. It was, I mean, five yards a carrot, five yards a pop ish. Is it's good, but I think that was an abnormality because of how good Minnesota's offensive line is. Christ, Minnesota had a. Offensive lineman who is 6'9", 370. That's a big man. That is a big, big man. Pass coverage is going to be a question as it has been for Ohio State in years past. Last year, they were allowing 304 yards passing per game. Sean Wade's gone, and as of right now, see ya, bitch. I still have a bad taste in my mouth from the game against Alabama. Seven Banks is back uh he did not play last night because of an injury that's going to be the big question is ohio state had a handful of players who did not play yesterday because of injury uh one starting center harry miller was out josh proctor left the game early because of an injury Sa safety josh proctor left because of an early or an injury early or well late in the fourth quarter uh seven banks didn't play and one other starting original starting defensive back did not play. I couldn't tell you who it is. I can't remember right off the top of my head. I'm going to go look that up because it's going to bother me. I only tuned into that game like halfway through. Like right when Minnesota scored just before halftime. And then I watched the rest of it. 
<laughs> then you watched the uh, beatdown that occurred afterwards. Yeah, I watched Minnesota. <clears throat> I watched Ohio State score in like five plays to start the second half. Watch Minnesota score right after that, and then they never were never in the game again. Yeah. Rough times for, for the boat. Like I said, the boat the boat's not sunk, but the bo- the boat is severely damaged. Gonna need gonna need some patchwork after uh last Cameron Brown, um here is the defensive play. Here are the defensive players that were not available yesterday. Uh, Ke- defensive back Cameron Brown, defensive end Tyler Friday, um, actually those were all your st- defensive starters. Never mind, <laughs> just those two. There was a couple others, but um, the only other question secondary. I think they'll still be good enough to get the job done. The linebacking core, um, there's people who play linebacker <laughs> on Ohio State. This year could be a question of I mean, linebacker. That, that, is, that is by far the worst position group on your team, yes. and yet it's still better than half the Big Ten. Yes. Um, all of Ohio State's starting linebackers got it, got drafted within the first three rounds last this past draft. This past NFL draft. That's all I'm going to say. Um, running back Steel Chambers, former Ohio State running back Steel Chambers, converted to now become Ohio State linebacker Steel Chambers. Oh, my. Um, for any Michigan that is fans who. Scary name. <laughs> uh... like, why do you guys have two of the best names in all of college football? <laughs> Like, Steel Chambers, good God. Like, how are you not afraid of that man? And then Master Teague. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know if it's any Jake Butt, though. All I'm going to say, when I found out that um, Steel Chambers was moving over to linebacker, was it gave me flashes, and Jordan's probably going to just have nightmares of this now. When former Ohio State running back Zach Boren flipped over to linebacker and then in the Ohio State-Michigan game in, what was it, 2013? Something like that. 2014. 2014, Zach Boren killed. And I mean killed. Killed. Poor Devin Gardner. I mean, a lot of people killed Devin Gardner. Too Devin there. Gardner got put in the night-night room. I mean, what do you expect? Fucking quarterback for him. Big old number 98. <laughs> that is true. Um, Ohio State, depending on how they... if Ohio State's always been a second-half team. Just lately. Um, if Don't they can, remind me. You if, guys give me hope that, that we can beat you, and then the second half comes around, and, and it's a nuclear bomb dropped on our cocks. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair way to put it. Um, <laughs> if, 
if Ohio's if they could put four full quarters together, everybody run and hide. Oy. The over under is eleven. It sure is. What are you taking? Um, there are twelve games correct in uh, the regular in season. Regular season. Yep. Oh man, I would never <laughs> bet this. <laughs> I would never bet this because the profit margin would be so small. Yeah. And I take the over, man. I hate it. I hate it. It sucks. The evil empire rolls on. They go undefeated <sighs> in the regular season. We'll get to where they go after that in a, <sighs> in a second, but. Uh, <laughs> I I so <sighs> if I knew how good Oregon was gonna be this year, I would take the over. Oh, Oregon quest makes you question, huh? Makes me question the uh, the one win. Oregon makes me question the one win. Um, Fair enough. I'm going to take the over, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm going to take the over, though. I don't think... The best team in the Big Ten. It pains me to say it. God damn. I'm I'm gonna have to take the over. I would not put money even on it. Even though they didn't look all that great last night, they were great for a quarter and a half at the end of that game. They kept themselves in the game yep. and then squeezed the life out of their opponent like they always do when they're in any sort of trouble. And yep. just slowly take away hope. That's about a way to put it. Uh, Big East champion predictions. I believe we just both gave ours. Uh, Rutgers. I believe. I believe you mean the Big Ten East, because <laughs> the Big East doesn't play football anymore. Big Ten East champion predictions. Rutgers. There we go. Yes, y'all, one hundred percent Rutgers. Put a thousand dollars on it. They're gonna win a Big Ten East. They're gonna be national champions. Oh, imagine how much money you would make if you put a thousand dollars on Rutgers to win the national title, and they did though. I don't even know if I can try and find out. Like I don't even know how far down I'm gonna have to scroll to find this. Um. Let's see. I'm curious now. What did I? Yeah, I do want to know their odds. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to find it. Probably not. Um. <clears throat> Fuck. Oh, I'm going down. I see a lot of bums down here. Nope, I don't even think there's odds. <clears throat> There's Michigan State. Nah, there's Minnesota and Northwestern. Let's see. Rutgers to just win the Big Ten is a plus 20,000. Oh, God. So then we're probably talking plus 100,000 on them to win the Natty. Yeah. Well, it was a nice dream. Yeah. 
Um, uh, Big Ten title game predictions, what do you got? Oh, man. So we both had Ohio State and Wisconsin in there, right? Yes. I mean, I think Wisconsin's going to be good. I don't think they're at that level unless they get lucky somehow uh, and beat Ohio State. Maybe lucky with some injuries or something. I don't know. I still can't. You know, I treat this as if we were betting on it, so I can't pick anybody but Ohio State. I have a rule where I do not put money on Ohio State. But if I was betting on... Yes, I don't. Um, If I was betting on this, I just don't think Wisconsin has enough to beat Ohio State. Correct. So I would have to say Ohio State wins. By probably 10. I mean, that's fair. Even though it'll probably be 50. (laughs) The last time they played Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game, it was a lot. Oh, yeah. Yep. It sure was. (laughs) Poor Wisconsin gets bludgeoned by Ohio State in the Big Ten title. Everybody gets bludgeoned. Not Northwestern. Northwestern always hangs in there a little bit. And then gets bludgeoned. Because they're an anomaly and they don't make sense. Yeah. Um, I personally do not want to do college football playoff predictions since we've only seen one game. I have some odds to help you out. Okay, fine. And I, I only have, I think, the top 10 or 12 here. Mine are going so, to be very unique, though. Because I think, I will say while you're doing this, I think I this will have, be... I already have them off my screen. Oh. them earlier in the day. I think this is 100% going to be the year where there's going to be a... Last year was the start of saying, hey, we need to have an expansion in the playoff. I think this year 100% is going to be the catalyst. Mm-hmm. So go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I, I feel that. All right, so I'll read these from uh, top to bottom here. And this is just to... Uh, this is actually to be the national champion. These are their, their current odds. So we have Alabama at plus 260, Clemson at plus 450, Ohio State at plus 600, Georgia also at plus 600, Oklahoma at plus 800, Texas A&M, wow, we fall off a little bit here, at plus 4,000, <clears throat> Iowa State plus 4,000, Florida plus 5,000, North Carolina plus 5,000. They uh, already lost. They lost today. <laughs> Miami uh, plus 5,000. LSU plus 5,000. And Oregon plus 6,600. Those are your top uh, uh, 12, I believe. Okay. So here are my four Alabama, Clemson. Naturally. And this is in no particular order, by the way. That's fine. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia. Okay. <laughs> All right. I Mine think I'm going to say this real quick. Okay. I think Oklahoma's going to be undefeated. But you don't think they're going to make it because of the Big 12? Correct. I think... Georgia is going to have one loss, and it's going to be to Alabama. 
Yeah. Naturally. But that hasn't been a problem before. You can lose to Alabama and still make the playoff. But I also think Alabama's going to have one loss, and it's going to be to Georgia. Whoa! What? Yes. Where? Actually, no, that might not be right, because I don't think they play each other in the regular season. They do not. Never mind. If they, if they don't, then they could very well be undefeated up until the SEC title game. So I think Georgia will have one loss, and it'll be to Bama. Yeah. I think Bama, Clem- I think Bama and Ohio State will be undefeated. I think Oklahoma is going to be undefeated, but on the outside looking in. Because I think Clemson is going to lose to Georgia, and Georgia is going to lose to Bama. So, mine don't differ a lot. Okay. Alabama, Ohio State, they're in. Yep. I think they have just such a clear path that it doesn't, it's easy. Okay. I think I think Georgia gets in. Okay. That pretty much means the viable options were down to Clemson and Oklahoma, and I say Oklahoma gets in over Clemson. I don't trust in DJ Ugalalalalele or however you say his name. That's about right. That sounds about right. Because you you saw what that team was. Without Trevor Lawrence last year, and I'm sure he's you know put in the work and probably is is substantially better. But I mean, this is, that team was down heavy to Boston College without Trevor Lawrence before coming back and making it happen. All on the back of Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with with. Uh, well, I'm just gonna call him DJ because I ain't even gonna try and pronounce that name. Yeah. So, Fair enough. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Oklahoma. Like, so I, think, I think Spencer Rattle, Oklahoma, last year, um, full season, you know, the real college football atmosphere back. I think Oklahoma finally puts it together and, and gets a good shot at this thing. Fair enough. I think Oklahoma, like I so said, I think because of just how easy the ACC is, because no Notre Dame this year in the ACC. Notre Dame went back to independent. Yep, and yet they're still ranked ninth. Yeah. Um, I think Clemson Notice loses. Notre Dame is nowhere, nowhere on that list. Oh, God, no. Clemson loses tomorrow. They don't play anybody. Tomorrow? Who do they play tomorrow? Georgia? Georgia. Clemson loses tomorrow. Uh-huh. But I think Clemson mostly walks through the rest of their schedule. They probably will. I think the only tripping well, point could possibly be Miami. Yeah. But, that's but Oklahoma could very well run through their schedule. And if they do, and Clemson's loss to Georgia, how do you not put Oklahoma in? Because it's Clemson. Yeah. Like, that's there, it. There's, there's some truth to that. Like, Oklahoma's just been... It's the same thing with why... I don't think no. I don't think Oklahoma really has a shot or deserves a shot right now because the past couple times they've been in, they've just been kicked in the dick. Yeah, fair enough. They had that one year against. If we're taking, if the committee is actually taking that into account, that's wrong. But I don't. Oh, I agree. Necessarily believe. I don't necessarily believe that they're not. Yeah, like it's the same thing with Notre Dame. Anytime Notre Dame has been put on a national championship style game, they get kicked in the dick. 
Um, mega kicked in the dick. The pat other than the one year, I believe it was twenty sixteen. No, fifteen. Whatever year it was, seventeen, twenty seventeen. I think it was when we had um. Uh, Oklahoma, Georgia, as one of the college football playoff games. That was the only year that Oklahoma like showed up, and they still lost. Right. All they, right. Fair so enough. I think I think that even though it's wrong that the committee looks at it that way, I would not be surprised. So that is our college football preview guys we will be recapping uh most of college uh, of the important college football games next week with that being said let's get into the picks for this week all righty well, i'll let you pull them up i had to we'll run, we'll run is that the right scene them. is this the right scene it is by the way i did i did forget to make a scene for something and that's uh champ and chump of the week we still have the old i one. knew i forgot something we still have the old, the old one. one? Yeah. Right, we'll deal with that for this week. And I'll make it up. Um, all right. Let me know when you have those picks up. I do. All right. So. Rem- reminder for everyone. Excuse me. We are picking against the spread. Yeah. We're not just picking straight we win loss. We haven't always done this in years past. We started to a little bit last year, but we really didn't get a season started until the end of college or football in general. Yep. So. This is the way we go. We got a little uh, uh, pick em on CBS Sports. Um, just way easier to keep track of. Yes. And usually I'd put a Michigan game last. <clears throat> I'd put our teams last. But I can't because it's, it's at the top here. And Ohio Tomorrow State already noon. played. And Ohio State already played. Tomorrow at noon, Michigan against Western Michigan. Michigan favored by 17 and a half. Who do you got? Usually I'd go into like matchup analysis, but we really have no clue here for week one. So So I am going with Michigan because this is an important game. Yeah. It's yeah. week one. They need, they need to come out and show up. They need to win big. This is this is a win big game for Michigan. Mm-hmm. So you're going Michigan. If I they don't win Michigan. big, that's a problem. Oh, it's it's already it's already gone wrong, and it's only week one. Yeah, if we if we need to at least cover, like for fuck's sake. Yeah, win by win by three scores, and yeah, and we'll be fine. Now we move on, and, and and so I told you before earlier today, I picked some weird weird spreads for this week, um, and that's intentional because there's not that many big games going on here in the first real week. It is Nebraska, who is already 0-1 on the year, but they are favored by an even 40 against Fordham. Who do you got? (laughs) You're going to laugh at this, but for a team like Nebraska, 40 is a lot. uh, you You are taking Fordham plus 40. Not to win, but they will cover. I'm doing the same. <laughs> 40 points? You're going to give me 40 points? For Nebraska. Come on! If if this was Ohio State playing Fordham, I would take Ohio State. Yes! This is Nebraska, and I get that Fordham's ass, but... Nebraska. 40 points? 
Nebraska. 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 The Cornman. Clearly. Yes, Nebraska will yeah. win, but they are not going to win by 40. Oh, he's not the corn man. That uh, title's uh, strictly uh, reserved for John O'Corn. We move on. <laughs> the Oklahoma Sooners, number two ranked team in the country against Tulane. Oklahoma favored by 26 and a half. Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler, potential Heisman candidate. Oklahoma. Oh, no hesitation there. <clears throat> I'm going with Oklahoma as well. I think 26 is too small. Yes. The, the Tulane isn't just oh, terrible. And isn't just for, isn't Fordham. Yes, but I think I think Oklahoma's for real this year. Yes. We move on. A game we've already talked about. Penn State. <clears throat> they play Wisconsin tomorrow at noon. Big noon Saturday on Fox. Wisconsin favored by four and a half at home. Who do you got? That spread needs to be bigger. Bigger. <laughs> bigger still. Wisconsin is going to maul. Wisconsin is going to decimate, obliterate, terminate, and just fucking beat Penn State. It's going to be ugly. It's not going to be pretty. Penn State's going to get bludgeoned. That spread spread could go up 10 points. I still think I'm picking Wisconsin. Yep. Four and a half. That's all you're going to give me. Nothing more. Take it, Wisconsin. That's easy. Wisconsin's going to win by more than four. (laughs) Five. I put this on here solely for you. Two Ohio teams. Miami, Ohio, traveling to Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati ranked eighth of the country, by the way. They are a 23.5 point favorite at home. 91% of the people on CBS picking Cincinnati. You want that spread up too, eh? Yep, that's another spread that I want up. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going Cincy. The Bearcats. All right. My mom's alma mater. Was, yes. I forgot about that. I put this do. game on here only because it is irrelevant and the spread was really tiny, which is kind of like off from my theme this week. Marshall, the Thunder and Herd traveled the Navy, Navy, an underdog at home by three and a half to Marshall. By the way, and this is because this is the only amount of analysis that I can give you. Eighty-one percent of the people are taking Navy. I am one of those eighty-one percent. I'm taking Navy. Uh, as am I. <clears throat> can't can't go against my dad, Navy veteran, and all. Uh, we're gonna go Navy. Oh, this game. Why? Even though. Miami is ranked 14th in the country, even though they are only an 18.5-point underdog against the juggernaut that is Alabama. Who do you got? 77% of the people choosing Bama here. So, Alabama last year was historically good. Not historically good, historically great. In my opinion, they were the best team. They're the the 2020 Alabama Crimson Tide. The 2020-2021 Alabama Crimson Tide. The best team in college football history. However, this is the Ooh. this is the 2021-2022 season. Yes. Alabama's going to win this game, but Miami's going to cover the spread and keep it close. Oh, 
we agree once again. I am also taking Miami. We're in the minority here. 18 and, and a half is a big number for this kind of a game. It is. Um, and I don't think Miami is is probably quite deserving of the ranking. Maybe. Maybe they're right, right around that. But we shall see. I'm taking Miami plus 18 and a half. All right. We move on back to the bizarre spreads. Pittsburgh at home, favored by 38 and a half over UMass. 90% of the people taking Pittsburgh. Who do you got? Uh, Pitt Panthers. <laughs> UMass <laughs> is bad. UMass it has really... been bad. I think since UMass has become a Division One team, they've won like six games. You're probably right on that, but <clears throat> we differ, finally. So we can get some separation. I'll say it's been a minute. One way, one way or another. 38 and a half is a lot of points. I get that this is going to be a blowout. Pittsburgh's going to crush UMass. I'm going to take those 38 and a half points. I'm going to go with UMass. Even though only 10% of the picks are on UMass. I'm going to take them. We're going to roll with it. We move on. Little bit of maction, sort of. Half maction. Half maction. Central Michigan. Travels to Missouri. Uh, Mizzou favored by 13 and a half points. Tricky spread. Who you got? I want to pick Central. I really do. You do? But I can't. Oh, man. I, I, I really wish I could. I really wish I could sit here on this show and say fire up chips and actually pick oh. Central Michigan to do something. But not this week. Oh, man. I'm going to try and put a Central Michigan game in here every week just to see what goes on. <laughs> just um, to get Mizzou me to pick one. <laughs> Mizzou for me, yep. All right. I did put this game in here for a reason. My sister graduated from CMU earlier this year. We're rolling with the chips. Fire up, baby. Central Michigan, I'm, I'm only with 7% of the people picking Central Michigan. That spread is way, way too low for me to usually pick that, but I'm rolling with it. DMU plus 13 and a half. Good Lord. I'm going to... I'm going to tank my uh, my uh, picks results early on. Here. <laughs> All right. We do have some more Big Ten action. Oregon State traveling to Purdue. Purdue favored by six and a half. Another tricky one. What do you got? Oregon State. <laughs> so wait, it's happening out? Oregon State. Ooh. Picking Oregon State's like straight up to win or to cover? Win. Which obviously means they will cover, but win. I don't think Purdue's winning this week. I said it. I said it a little earlier in the show. I don't think Purdue's gonna be great. They. I I don't think they're gonna win. I think. I gotta go back and look at what Purdue's um over under for wins were five, and I went with the under. At four. Well. I mean. And I'm gonna roll with Purdue until they fuck me, and they may very well could fuck be me this week. week. It could be very well be week one. I'm gonna roll with Purdue. Sixty-nine percent of the people picking Purdue minus six and a half. 
Oh, another massive one. We have the University of Akron traveling down south to Auburn. Auburn favored by 37 and a half. Who do you got? Not Akron. Not Akron. Not Akron. <laughs> not. Auburn's going to win this one big, I think. Uh, I believe this is the beginning of the not Gus Malzahn area, era. It is. Um, but, but a lot of points, though. Are you sure? I'm taking Auburn. The, right. the new Auburn head coach era starts off well. Whoever the hell that I have is. no idea who uh, it is, so... <laughs> I mean, it's week one. I get we're going to see a lot of blowouts from these big powerhouse. So I don't know if Auburn's a powerhouse team. They're not even ranked this year, which is kind of what factored into my pick. You're going to give me all these points. You're going to give me a chance to get ahead in the season-long college football standings. Right off the bat, I'm going to take Crimp. Plus 37 and a half. Again, I'm with 21% of the people here, but was with you games so i'll take it fair enough all right we move on once again and uh texas fans close your eyes abilene christian travels to smu southern methodist university smu getting 30 and a half at home uh 89 percent of the people picking smu minus 30 who do you have 30 and a half by the way not minus 30 30 and a half Yes, three um, and a half. I did not. Re- I really didn't know Abilene Christian had a football team. I didn't either. I just knew they beat Texas in the NCAA tournament. I knew that that's too. The reason this, that's the reason this game is here. I did not know they had a football team, so I picked SMU. <laughs> like, I giving me a lot, giving me a lot of points again. And like I said, it is a lot. I got, I gotta take it. I have to. 30 and a half is a lot of points. Um, I went with Abilene Christian here. I mean, that's fair enough. That is a lot of points. All right. All set for that one? Yep. I have SMU. We we move on. Another game, sort of, kind of, because this relates to you. State of Florida and all that. Florida Atlantic. Is Lane Kiffin still there? I see what you're doing. Lane he is. Kiffin still in Florida Atlantic? Okay. Florida Atlantic travels to the swamp. Florida getting 24 and a half at home, or rather favored by 24 and a half at home. He's chomping away over there. Number 13, Florida. 93% of the picks are back in Florida. You have Florida. I, I, I would. I, would. I am going with my alma mater. I graduated from the University of Florida. I am going with my alma mater i grew up not too far from florida or from um gainesville thank you to my wonderful parents though for me for me being an ohio state fan but yes i'm going with my alma mater florida atlantic is bad lane kiffin is bad lane kiffin has a is lane kiffin's just bad this is one that I, I'm probably going to regret taking all these points at because it's not really a lot of points. If this number was 24 and not 24 and a half, 
<clears throat> then I probably take Florida. You're gonna give me that little half a point. Fair. <laughs> it's too good. It's too good to pass up. I'm gonna take Florida. <laughs> Florida Atlantic, which I think is even worse or about the same as my CMU odds, <laughs> or rather the people who um, have picked it, the percentage of the picks, 7% of people are taking Florida Atlantic. I'm going to roll with them. I'm going to regret it. With them. Now we got a big game. Georgia, fifth ranked in the country against Clemson, number three in the country. Clemson, the home team, favored only by three and a half points. You made your point clear on this earlier, but I'll let you go again. Uh, a few minutes ago, right before we started this segment, I said Georgia was going to beat Clemson because Clemson does not have Trevor Lawrence. So, I'm going as much as it hurts me to say this because... Being from the great state of Florida, I hate everything to do with Georgia. Everything. And I mean everything. There's nothing good that comes out of the state of Georgia. No. no nothing. No. So, I have to go with Georgia. <laughs> Still. <laughs> I, I am contradicting myself. What? Because I said that I think Georgia is going to win. And yet I'm picking Clemson. Don't ask me why. I don't have a, a real reason. But I'm rolling with it. Okay. <clears throat> and I, let me I take this last game, I by the way, though. be wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm interested to hear the reasoning behind this. But hold on for a second. Yep. This game... To me, I mean, it's the only big game of the week, really. Other than Alabama-Miami. That doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only game of the week where you look at it and you're like, man, you don't really know. I think Georgia's going to win. Especially as an underdog. But, I don't know why, but Clemson seems to be the smart pick. Not bad. Wise, but just for what we're doing here against the spread, I know they're favorite, so they have to win with Clemson. But yeah, I, I I don't even know why I'm trying to explain this. I don't really comprehend the reason, and the reasoning is in my own brain. I don't know where it is. <laughs> it's just it's but just it, there. It was there at one point, and I don't know what I'm thinking, but I'm going Clemson. I don't know. Take it away with our final game of the week. The final game for this week, 8.30 tomorrow on Fox, the who the fuck cares how did this game get into a primetime slot when there are other games better than this game. Number 16. I'm going to... Real qu- I'm going to assume just because the Pac-12's got to deal with Fox or something. I don't know. I don't know it has why to be. this is here. Number Fox. What is this game doing here? Number 16 LSU travels out to the Rose Bowl for their first trip out there, actually, to Pasadena to play UCLA. This is... Who the fuck... Who? Some, who wanted this game? Who? Who? I mean, that... Wanted that, this game. To be fair, 
that that could be said about half of the week one schedule, and not even just the games we picked. Oh, yes, I picked what I thought were the sixteen or no, not sixteen, fifteen, 15. most possibly interesting games. I didn't pick any Rutgers game or anything yeah. like that. Like, but uh, no, just, just I'm not even talking about this uh, game that we picked. This in terms of our picks, who? Why is this in a primetime slot? I don't know. This is a game that I would put on ESPN in the fucking Ocho at 10 a.m. It's Fox, (laughs) and they gotta deal with a couple conferences, and... LSU only won... That's my only reasoning. LSU only won two games last year, and one of those games, the one was because of a fucking shoe getting thrown 40 goddamn yards down the field. Not about that. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I will never not love that. Two fucking games. And UCLA is not going to be good. Sure, they're 1-0. They beat the fuck up on Hawaii, but it's Hawaii. Who doesn't beat up on them? Um, LSU is a four and a half point favorite. I'm picking LSU. I'm not going to watch this game. I'm going to be sitting down watching fucking Georgia and Clemson having a good time. Not watching but this game. Not watching it this shithole. It's pretty much on at the same time. Georgia and Clemson starts an hour earlier. I'm not gonna watch this shithole of a game. As soon as soon as this game is over, as soon as the Georgia Clemson game is over, rather, I might just go and watch I don't know, some Mountain West. Yeah. Watch a yeah. hundred points be scored between the two teams. Not this. Who wants not that not that? Who wants this game? You know, this is going funny. to this is I'm going to be, be the lowest see. rated game of the week. It's <laughs> funny because I was just gonna bring up ratings. I was gonna be like, I'm interested to see the ratings of this game <laughs> after the fact because I don't think anybody gives a shit. <laughs> the only people who are gonna watch this game are LSU fans and UCLA fans that can't actually get to the game. It's gonna be the oh, lowest man. rated game of oh, the week. Yeah, because it's it's. Three quarters of the way across the country, no shit, they can't get to the game. Yeah, it's it's gonna be the lowest rated game of the week. LSU is a four and a half point favorite. Wow. I'm going LSU. I don't know. Florida and Florida Atlantic might might be worse. Yeah, especially because that is actually at seven thirty. It starts the same time as Georgia and Clemson, so that that game ain't gonna get shit. And it's on the SEC network. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm not gonna watch Florida and Florida Atlantic because I don't think I have the, I? I don't think I have SEC network yeah. with um. You did not because I went on a rant about how worthless this last game is. We both went on a rant, man. This game is gonna suck. It's gonna be uh, so LS- bad. LSU four and a half. I think that spread should be bigger. It's gonna be so bad. That's the picks for the, this week. I want to know who whoever thought putting this game on a primetime slot's a fucking moron. Give me Fox, a mouse. The network executives at Fox because they got some deal, and it was probably like, oh hey, like the Pac-12 really sucks, so we might as well show somebody who's not from our conference coming in and 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 showcasing them. It's, it's nothing to do with the Pac-12 and their TV deal. They just want the best, the best team that they, that they find. possibly can, they possibly can get on their network. And I guess oh, for this week, it's LSU, it's LSU. Prime time. God. <laughs> I honestly Fox think Florida Atlantic and Florida might have better ratings than LSU and UCLA. 
It's right. time for Champ and Chump of the Week. Alright. <laughs> you roll first, because I have to pull mine up. My ch Fuck. I'm so frustrated about that game. <laughs> My Champ of the Week. Oh, shit. My Champ By of the, the Week. By the way, I'm fairly certain our Chump of the Week is, is the same. Yes. So we talked about that previously. My Champ of the Week is... Coming from the world of F1, George Russell. Hey. Who, even though at Spa it was a shit show, it was terrible, it was a disgrace, it was bad. Agreed. But George Russell still managed to take a Williams car and qualify second. And that's why I don't, you know, there are so many fluky things that happen in racing. But this dude took one of the worst, the second worst car on the grid and put it second. Well, now, granted, he, he took advantage of the situation and did what he could. But to put that car second, he out-qualified Lewis Hamilton in a Williams. Lewis Hamilton is the best, the best driver of our generation. And potentially ever, because Lord knows he ain't stopping. Yeah. Yeah. We should go somewhere else, but he's not. Um, Who's your champ of the week? My champ of the week, and it's not even my champ of the week, but since this is the, the, the season debut, happened a couple weeks ago, or like la uh, last week, a little over a week ago. And <clears throat> I'll explain this, and it's CM Punk who made his return to professional wrestling after seven years. And he was gone that long. Well, he was gone from WWE that long. When you listen to what he said in his promo, he said, I haven't been a professional wrestler since 2005. <clears throat> a direct shot at WWE. Yeah. Because they do sports entertainment. It's not, it is a completely different world. Wrestling's a dirty word. I don't mean to steal a line from Paul Heyman way back in the day, but it, Vince made wrestling a dirty word. And WWE is, in essence, <clears throat> not wrestling. But then you just listen to him talk, and you can just tell how bad of a place this dude was in when he was with WWE and you could look at look at him and see that and he <clears throat> took all this time off and to come back and somehow still fall in love with the business all over again as if he was still 20 years old or however old he was when he started and to come back <clears throat> and just explode the entire world because people who don't even give a shit about wrestling paid attention to that. And do I wish that the AEW would have kind of kept it a little bit of a better secret? Yes, because they started off their first ever edition of their Friday Night Show AEW Rampage. <clears throat> and the crowd was immediately just going, CM Punk, CM Punk, like they knew. I mean, and it was obvious. What else do you schedule a show in Chicago for right. when those rumors are already going on? But it doesn't change the fact that I just feel so good for him 
<clears throat> and he is just such a star. Like, like that is a that's that's a a, a pop that only people like The Rock get. And then a couple days later, Becky Lynch returns, one of the hottest female stars in WWE. By hottest, I don't mean physically. I mean she's one of the big. And then Bronner comes back. Those two pops combined don't compare to what CM Punk got in an arena with 40,000 less people. <clears throat> like, it, the fact that people just cared that much, it just made for such a moment. And I was so happy that <clears throat> I got on to um, watch AEW Rampage because I knew it was going to happen. And if, I'm, I'm almost, in a way, I know I'm contradicting myself a little bit here, but I'm almost kind of glad they did spoil it a little bit and, you know, all the rumors were out there because I wouldn't have turned tuned into that show otherwise. I'm not an AEW guy. But, I mean, now it gives me a reason to tune in. I mean, this dude's the biggest star in wrestling these days. And I know we're a sports podcast and wrestling isn't necessarily sports. But good God, man. If you, if, if you cared about wrestling at all, I mean, just watching that at all is just one of the coolest things you'll ever see i mean it took, took like 10 minutes to get to the ring it's yeah. incredible i will i'll watch that i'll watch that probably i don't know 300 times this year just watching him making his entrance again it is just unbelievable also props to aew for uh ponying up the money to get uh, the rights to cult of personality to actually like give him the real entrance that would generate that reaction. Right. I knew they had to. But still. And I mean Daniel Bryan's gonna go to AEW here in a couple weeks, maybe even this weekend, and it ain't even gonna be close. And Daniel Bryan's one of the biggest stars and one of the biggest fan favorites that, that wrestling has seen since two thousand. Just just such a big name, but we, we we'll see. It's it's it ain't it ain't gonna compare. It's gonna be great, but it ain't gonna compare. But uh, <clears throat> I digress. I've, I've ranted about CM Punk and that thing for far too long. Who is your chump of the week? I <clears throat> really wish I could I go with someone else. To that question. <laughs> I really, really wish I could go with someone else. Something else. But I can't. Just, 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 just go ahead. I mean, and then we'll, we'll fucking uh... Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there we go. They've been in the news for the past about what seven days now? Eight days? Um, about a week, yeah. Uh, no, it'll be seven days on Sunday actually, because it happened Sunday. Um. High school game. High school, quote unquote, on a Sunday. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um. Happened Sunday, Bishop's a high school from Columbus called Bishop Sycamore played IMG Academy in the game of football. A real, a real I, school, I, a real prep school. Yeah, IMG Academy Crazy. is from, as I stated, Bradenton, Florida, my hometown. I've been to, I've actually been to the IMG facility once. Um, IMG won fifty-eight to nothing, which um is bad enough. It's bad enough as it is. 
I would say, who's your chump of the week? Let's just... It's the same damn thing. You know that. Yeah, we we just had we had to get that out there for everyone to know. Both of our chump yeah. of the week is Bishop Sycamore, so we're just going to be piggybacking off of everything we say. Yeah, and we talked about this before, because we thought about putting in stupid people say stupid things, but they didn't say anything stupid. They just are stupid. <laughs> we we were going to have it in... It's dumb. Everybody... Everybody involved in that thing, whatever Bishop that thing is, is stupid. They didn't say anything dumb. But just, they are the dumb. They have the dumb. It, just, mean, it is. Where does it? Where does it end? Where they does are the a, dumb end. Here's, with Bishop Sycamore. They are a school school in Ohio. Yeah, okay. They're an online prep school, online charter school. In Ohio, but they're not listed with the Ohio um, State or State Board of Education or Ohio Department of Education, whatever it's called. They're not listed with the Ohio Athletic Association, Ohio High School Athletic Association. They're listed with the Texas Christian Schools Athletic Association. Texas, not Ohio, Texas. Um. Just, just, uh, you go on. I'm just gonna uh, do a little bit of a calculation here. <laughs> um, it was found out that Bishop Sycamore played a game on Friday, uh, 48 hours before they played IMG Academy on national television, uh, because ESPN nationally broadcast the game. Yes. Would um, you? <clears throat> would you like to know? How many miles it is between? Well, Google Maps did this weird, but the capital of Texas is Austin, and the capital of Ohio, Columbus. Uh, yes, fourteen hundred. Um, it's actually a rather hilarious number. Oh yes, <laughs> one two three four, one thousand two hundred and thirty-four miles. Oh, so I was—I mean, two hundred miles off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually pretty close. Yeah. That uh, route, route, uh, um, uh, Google is telling me it crosses time zones. By the way. Yeah, that'd be right. Yeah, it probably crosses at, le- at Once. least one. Yeah, because Texas is in two. Austin, Texas is in Central Time Zone. All right. So one. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. How? It gets better. The story gets better. Yes. ESPN could have easily been chump of the week for allowing that game on their network. But the Bishop Sycamore story gets better. None of the players. None of the the. Bishop Sycamore claimed to ESPN that all of their players have Division One offers. Uh, long story short, none of them do. Um, all of Bishop Sycamore's players are high school graduates. Yep. So Bishop Sycamore's... They're all, they're all in their 20s. They're essentially a JUCO school, a junior college school. But they're not. And they're ass at football. Yeah, they're ass at football. That's not even the worst part. Among other things. They... 
do not have a real field or practice facility. Their school is listed in a uh, rec center. Yep. If you didn't bring that up, I was gonna. Um. That's their official address. Is the uh, rec center in Columbus? <clears throat> yes. In Columbus, Ohio. Yep. Uh, have you it, been to that rec center? I have not. I know where it is, but I have not been to it. I don't have much experience in Columbus, so me neither. I have some. Still love it. I've like I spent like a, like three days there ever. <laughs> I've spent some time there. Um, continues to get better. <laughs> Bishop Sycamore's head coach had an active arrest warrant. <laughs> I believe it was four. F- four? Unless I'm crossing story he had at least one we know he had at least he one. had one i believe he had four if he only had one i mean it what does it matter <laughs> i i knew he had one get, you dig into this story it just gets, it gets worse, um, and worse. He eventually, the head coach eventually got fired for not on for off the field reasons meaning he probably fired. got arrested i don't know who fired him fired. Who fires him? What is he fired from? Yeah. Um, the hotel, because this game was not played in Columbus. The game against IMG was not played in Columbus. It was played in Canton, Canton Ohio, because it wasn't played in Columbus, because guess what? They don't got a feel. They d- Bingo. It was played in I Canton, mean, hey, Ohio. Maybe they can, uh, maybe they can, like, use the rec center that they are so proud to call their their home and maybe make it an arena football field but that would require money and here's where that the money thing i was just getting to that uh apparently the team or school um sent the hotel that the team was staying at bad checks that couldn't cash shocker What was the end goal? <laughs> That's the thing is, I don't know. So, like, this is the biggest fraud in terms of sports. And other than that owner, other than that owner of the New York Islanders, who was essentially broke, like, back in the 80s. Yeah. This is the biggest fraud of any sport-related thing that I can remember, except maybe, and you, you probably don't even know about this, but there was, a, there was a guy back at the first race at Talladega Super Speedway, I believe in like the, the 70s, maybe early 80s, that <clears throat> I mean I don't mean I don't mean to drag this on. This is an entirely separate story, but I'll make it as quick as I can. He <clears throat> went to uh this marketing company who was gonna give him a loan, and they wound up doing it. He said he's a NASCAR driver, he needs money, he, he's got sponsorship from this country music. Star, T.G. Shepard, or whatever. 
never mind. I, I got a phone call of all things. No. Oh. <laughs> um, Jesus. Um. So <clears throat> he said he, he told this marketing company that he had sponsorship from this country music star, T.G. Shepard. And this place gave him a loan. I think I remember hearing about this. So his, or hearing a story of, of this, I should say. This guy, so this guy's name is L.W. Wright. <laughs> and he, he's, he's the D.B. Cooper of NASCAR. And he spends... <clears throat> he gets this loan and then goes to uh, Sterling Marlin, who was a NASCAR driver, and he buys a car from Sterling Marlin for like, I think he paid half up front and he was supposed to pay half uh, when the race was over for this car. Gets to the track. He's got no fucking clue what he's doing. He's asking questions of these drivers of <clears throat> like stuff that, and, and he claimed he was a veteran NASCAR driver and everything. And he just like just lied his way through everything and gets to the race. <clears throat> He's incredibly slow. He's like laps down from the field, like five laps in. And NASCAR black flags him. He pulls over the car and skips town. <laughs> that, like, this, that's the same sort of thing. Oh, yeah, that's like it's uh, I can't think of anything uh, that relates to that so specifically like I this is the biggest like defrauding in the sports industry that we've seen since that. It's just it's incredible. It's it's How this even made it on ESPN's television. Because they didn't do any checking. That's literally what it was. It had to be. And, you know, you, I heard Trent Dilfer say, like, if I'm... Because he's, he's a high school football coach these days. And when yep. I'm on Pat McAfee, there's a, it, it took a while, but, the, you know, the first Pat McAfee show referenced the show. I say it took uh, till the end of the show. Right. Um, it took... Uh, like, and, like... How does this even happen? Because I go up to every coach that I face, and whether it's me going up to them first or, you know, them going up to us, and we're talking about things like that. Like, this should have been spotted out, and it wasn't. I... Ah! Yeah. In what world? Like, if this bishop sycamore story wasn't so crazy if it didn't just get crazier by the fucking minute by the day espn would have been chump of the week for for airing this game and not doing their Ugh. background they're not doing any form of background check i get it and, i mean that's still bad but oh it is God. but the this story just got worse and worse and it's still getting worse and worse and we're six days removed it is now technically saturday we are six days yes. removed from this story first sprouting up and it keeps getting worse and just building worse and just getting more absurd even at points 
So just because of that story continuing to get worse, ESPN dodged kind of a bullet. I mean, there's going to be questions. I get it. For the um, high school football games, ESPN, I guess, um, contracts out which games are going to be aired to a third party. Um, or at least the decision-making is contracted out to a third party, I guess, is from what I've seen. But still, right. somebody at ESPN should be looking at this and being like, okay, we need to do some form of background check here. Because this is just bad. And I'm sure that they will from now on. Ha- they have to. So do we have anything else for um, Chump of the Week? Or have um, we... Bishop Sycamore is stupid and bad. Yes. So... That's all I got. Yeah. yeah. Um... That means we move on to one for the road. It means we move on to one for the road. Bingo. I, um, one second. Where did that disappear to? I have no idea where that disappeared to. Um, I don't want. Ah. Find it here. There it is. Okay. Uh, oh, need the new scene. Make sure that popped up. Okay, one for the road. I have two, actually. So, do you want to take your one first? Two for the road. Yep. Goodness gracious. What do we call it one for the road? Well, this is only... This is a special week for this one. Fair enough. Um, my one for the road is fairly simple. Watch some goddamn college football. Just do it. Like, college football and the atmosphere that the fans provide is almost second to none. Soccer, like European soccer, anything with that, with the fans and, and the, the, the chants and everything that they do. College football's in that same sort of tier. We didn't get the fans last year. Watch some college football. Even if you don't give a shit about the game, even if it's LSU-UCLA. Don't watch UCLA that game. Crowd, I'm not going to watch that game. <laughs> don't watch that game. Don't do that to yourselves, guys. Please. If you see nothing else, I guess, then... Watch Mountain West football. (laughs) Watch watch anything over that. (laughs) But, no, just watch some college football, man. Go back and watch Ford here in Nebraska. That and the fact that it's real football that matters. We've had preseason NFL last little bit, but it doesn't compare. And college football is so phenomenal. Just watch a game. Specifically, if you can, Georgia Clemson. I feel like that game's going to be electric. But just just watch a game. Any game. Make it happen. So, I have two for the road. I have one start for tomorrow. Um, tomorrow, Georgia Clemson. It's the... 
honestly, big game for the week. It's going to be one of the biggest games of the year. It could set an early standard for the college football playoff. If Clemson wins, I think Georgia's out because I think Georgia will get too willing to put two losses in. However, if Georgia wins, Georgia need I mean Georgia needs to win if they want to have a shot. Um Clemson I think if they lose they still have a chance cuz they have an easy road after that. Both of our college football playoff picks as way too early as they might be are just so <laughs> dependent on, on tomorrow on Georgia Clemson. Yep. Um if Georgia if Georgia loses to Clemson, I'm mega screwed. You're mostly potentially okay. three quarters screwed. Yeah. I mean unless unless Georgia beats Bama. Right. Um but I don't think that's going to happen. And my second for the road because back when we first started this segment back in season two and a half or season three, whatever it was. This was originally free, three for the road, but for season four, we dropped it down to one. But for just for today, since we're coming back, it's going to be, I have two. Sunday at, let me check the time, 8 p.m. Eastern in the Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. The United States men's soccer team takes on Canada in their, I believe, third round of um, World Cup qualifying. The United States has gotten their um, has one point so far. Only one team has more, and that's Mexico. This will be a big game for the United States just to get off to a good start. This is their second game. Out of uh, um, I'm trying to think of how many sixteen I think something like that. And for those of you who don't quite entirely know, top three top three in the region get an automatic bid into the World Cup. So this is. A big, a big second game for the U.S. if they can get some points over Mexico. So there's your two for the road. With that being said, everybody, that is the show for the week. Um, this one went a little longer because, well, it's our first show back. I, do you have it anything? Is. Do you have anything to add that we may have missed, Jordan? Um, skim milk is water that is lying about being milk. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Shit, where do I go from here? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that, that's a pretty, that's a pretty, pretty tough act to follow. Tough act to follow. Um, guys, thank you for making us a part of your day. However, you may be making us a part of your day, whether you're watching this live with us, whether you are listening to it on audio sources after the fact, whether you're watching it on the House Divided uh, podcast YouTube channel. Thank you. Um, I want to say it's been about, and Jordan and I were talking about this the other day, and I know I cannot entirely put words into his mouth, but I do believe we both share the same sentiment. Um, it's been about four months, three and a half, four months since we've been off air. Um, 
taking the summer hiatus because there just wasn't a lot to talk about. Fucking baseball every week kind of sucks. It, it's rough. I like baseball, but you you can only do so much because eventually the regular season just gets it drags on. Um, I did thoroughly miss doing this because it is always, my, it's always a good time. It's a phenomenal time coming in, coming just hanging out. Talking sports for two and a half hours. Usually the show runs about two and a half, three hours, and it's always a great time. I thoroughly miss this during the past three months. I'm glad to be back, and I'm looking forward to having a phenomenal season. Um. So with that being said, thank you again, everybody, for making us a part of your afternoon. Peace out, or uh, evening, evening well, night, evening, straight up morning, night, night. The fuck it's been. Straight up just night. That being said, everybody, peace out. We will see you, uh, I believe, the tentative plan is for Wednesday. Wednesday would be fantastic because I would imagine the NFL season technically kicks off Thursday. Yes. So even if it is Thursday, should some nonsense happen? I fall asleep early again. I fell asleep at I, 6 p.m. We both passed out. I fell asleep at like 6 p.m. on Wednesday and didn't wake I up till. I, I fell asleep fairly early. It wasn't quite 6 p.m., but it was pretty early yesterday. Like, so. Yeah, Wednesday I fell asleep at like 6 p.m. I mean, yesterday, Man. just because Ohio State was playing, I knew it wasn't going to happen, but. I knew it wasn't going to happen yesterday. Either. As soon as it didn't happen Wednesday, I was just like, oh, well, it's Friday then. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Wednesday's the tentative plan. That way we can do, uh, next week's show will be, probably won't be too news heavy unless something happens. I can't imagine there's going to be much news to talk about. If there is, we'll just kind of burn through it yep. and then get into a little bit of college football. I would say we'll give a week one recap. Anything wild happens, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. If it's not that, it'll be NFL. Yep, NFL we'll have preview, a week one recap and then NFL preview, and that's it. Yep. Um, and the picks. And the picks, I would say. We, for now, I believe we'll be doing away with backdoor cover going back to the picks, I believe. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, it's Fucking mosquito. Back- Where the fuck did that come from? Jesus. <laughs> backdoor cover. <laughs> Is, is simply something once the NFL season, college football, once that's done, we'll go um, back to backdoor it's, cover. It's just backdoor cover. And even once college football's done and just the NFL postseason's going on, I think we, we can, can probably put it back in. Yeah. But yeah, no, with, with without that, with, uh, up until then, it's the picks. Yep. So, with that being said, everybody, thank you for. Uh, watching, listening, and hanging out. Peace out. Stay classy. Everyone have a safe Labor Day weekend. Don't do anything stupid because if you do stupid shit, stupid shit happens to you. Bye. Man, that's a life lesson right there.